Okay. Uh, do I click this? Got it. We're recording. <laughs> That's our intro right there. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, look at the band is back together. Last time we did an athlete right after USAPL Rod Nats, and it was one of Joey's athletes. It was John Hack. Had just oh, shit. 2016. <laughs> um, fuck, man, has it been a hot minute, Joey? And uh, it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute, and now we got Russ. Russ, how you feeling, man? Oh, good. Can't complain. <laughs> it's um this. So it's kind of like here we go again, but this one's different. This one was a little. This is. It felt different leading to USAPL Raw Nats. What was? How did it feel, Ryan? How did it feel? Well, <laughs> last year there was far more tension. There was far more chitter chat and whatnot. And mm. this, and and there was like drama not necessarily drama in like a personal sense but a sporting sense there was like a fucking sea of momentum towards um nori it was like a camp in his corner and um which is good for sports and intrigue and like people viewing like that's when you get people like between two hockey teams between two boxers whatever the shit but when it unfolded the way it unfolded anticlimatically and which sometimes can happen in sports because you can't write it it just plays out this year leading into it do you feel like there was that same did you feel any pressure like that or was it like man it's starting to be the conversation is like these aren't conversations anymore like you're starting to put out all these fires too much like you won you're winning too much by two biggest spreads yeah i mean for me personally uh i always get like i always get super anxious for a meet just because I understand like going into every single meet there's always the possibility of like not being able to like have things play out in your favor whether it could be injury whether it could be just like maybe judging maybe you just plainly don't execute and then maybe someone just shows up and they kick your ass so for me like there's always going to be that pressure of just like oh I need to make sure that I'm working hard and that's what kind of keeps me sharp so I mean every single meet that we go into all these matchups like I'm always concerned about what the outcome could be during prep, but um, as I go through prep, I just build confidence and confidence. And, and as I get closer to me day, I'm like, oh, I got this shit. Like it's, it's, it's done. It, it's gotta be a different, like, here's the thing. It's gotta be a different type of pressure where like, um, if, if you win so often, when you lose, you know, people are gonna go fucking bonkers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna, it's not gonna be a quiet thing. Like, God uh, damn it. Like it's, um, it's tough, man. And well, that's why that's why you gotta talk your shit when you win, though. Cause you gotta, right. you, gotta you gotta savor the moment because you never know. Next year it might be their year. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta talk your shit when you have the opportunity. You gotta celebrate. I was literally just listening to a podcast with Grant Hill. Um, he was like a basketball player that got injured and he had all this potential. And he literally just said, like, you have to celebrate the moments where you have success because you never know when it's gonna happen again. Like, as I think when you're in the moment as a competitor, I can always be like, oh, I'll be, I'll win again next year. So, like, I don't even have to worry about celebrating today or doing this, that, the third. It's like, nah, fuck that. Like, I could, who knows what's going to happen to me next year. I'm going to celebrate the moment and kind of live in that. Yeah. Honestly, go ahead, Jerry. No, you go ahead. All right. It's, uh, it's kind of like, it's like the curse of being a winner. It's like you, when you win, you're doing what you expect to do. So, you know, it's like, say well we did exactly what we said we were going to do and we planned it um so it's not like a surprise um but if you lose it's like you have everything to lose and it's like oh my god it's like this big thing um i mean i've been a part of sports my whole life so like i know what it is but 
It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was super happy after. For me, it was really weird because I have worlds in the back of my head, but I'm really good at like, like Russ, from Martha's session, like Keiko had just lost and like, I was not feeling good, but I just like, yeah, ball, you ball it up and you just like put it away and then you just focus on what's in front of you. And then like, I don't know, like, I don't know how I'm able to do that. And then once, once the meet is over and then I get back to the hotel, then I'm like, fuck, like, like, how did this happen? And then, you know, I just, I look, I just got to look for it. It was literally like, it was like, it was a bad play. It, it felt like, like we, we were winning the game the whole time. And then, um, like we had a play that we liked and we ran the play and like they stopped us on the, on the goal line and that, and the time ran out. That's literally how it felt like what the hell just happened. Um, but I mean, it's, it's like, people don't understand. I told Keiko, like, they're going to see what it feels like now. Like when you, when you're, when you're like Mr. Perfect and you have gold, like gold all the time, everybody in the world is coming for you. Right. Um, and there's a lot of pressure there and there's a lot of stuff that comes with that. And before when Keiko would get like fourth place, like every nationals, and then we just like turned it up and he just elevated ahead of everybody. Um, it was easy to do that because it was like, well, no one's expecting us to win, right? Like we're just, we're just training. There's no pressure. It's easy. But now like they're going to get to see what it's like. And the people that are like commenting like, oh, well, like, uh, you know, a 93, like totaled more uh, USAPL than they did like at Worlds. And it's like, bro, go to Worlds, deal with everything you got to deal over there. Those judges, they don't like you. They do not like you. Like, you like nobody. Say, they don't, they don't even like you. Like people don't look like, like you got to really understand that. Like if, if it is borderline, you're not getting it. That's it. It's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a, like more often than not, I feel like when there's certain years at worlds that are like hard, they're like really hard. And it's just like, usually it's supposed to be the benefit of the lifter. Nope. If that shit is not perfect, you're just not getting it. And, and jury's not going to help you. So it's, it's a whole different animal. South Africa is a hell of a trip. I heard Lugo's got 60, hour, 60 hours of, of travel back. That's like three days. It's like it's like our ancestors three <laughs> centuries ago. They were like, what the fuck? How is travel like this much of a voyage, man? Yeah, it's hard. And and one thing that makes Russ like just as a testament to Russ is he has an 840 plus total at the world level international competition. Right. You know, he's done all of that. Like, like, yes, like there wasn't anyone that year directly threatening him, but he still did it under all those conditions. He had undeniable depth. You know, he hit his benches. He hit his deadlifts. You know what I mean? Um, Russ, did you go nine for nine at both worlds? Yeah. Or both worlds you won? Yeah, nine for nine. I see. I mean, a lot of people can't say that. So it's so just. Like he, he beat Brett Gibbs. Like, that's enough. Nobody, know that, nobody's honestly, beating Brett Gibbs, man. Anyone say where it says, who'd you beat? Fucking Brett Gibbs. Ryan man. remembers that. But honestly, um, I have to, th- like, I, I, and I've told him and I tell him again, I, honestly, like, Brett Gibbs being, like, the strongest powerlifter on YouTube. Not even close, right? Obviously, John, like, beat him. But, like, Brett Gibbs was very well established. He was a gear champion. He's been in the IPF forever. He had built up this following. And then he had like, he used to post consistently in a build up, build up, build up, build up. And you got this American guy coming out of nowhere. And then like, I'm there with him. And it's like, you know, beating Gibbs, like it like changed my life. I'm sure like chance beating Keiko is going to help chance like tremendously. You know, I know that if what's his name would it be, if Jean were to beat Russ, like that would literally just like send probably his business to the stratosphere. 
Like, you know, it's it's literally like anybody that beats Conor McGregor, like it's like that. It's like if you beat Conor McGregor, you are set. Like you're you're like you're you're good. You're you know, so um power thing is getting harder. There's more stakes, there's more things like that are there's more things like there's more money involved, like it's becoming more serious. And um, you know, it's it's you know, I think that I say that sometimes. Like, dang, if you beat a if you beat a, a Russ, which obviously we're never gonna let happen. If you beat uh, you know, whoever. Now, while I'm in the presence, if I'm in the building, I'm not gonna lose. Yo, Flex um, in the building. If I'm not in the building, I mean, hey man, it's, it's out of my control. But like, if if you know, I say that. Um, like, if you beat somebody, it's like you take a lot of their momentum. Um, but you, but I think. It, I know guys that win like nationals and they like don't get like it's crazy like nobody cares <laughs> like I think I think Russ is just like super compelling and he's interesting you know Sean has his camp and people that like what he's into and like you bring them from two separate like like two like it's it's weird like um I was talking to Alberto Nunez shout out to the homie Berto today and he was talking about that matchup and he was saying it's like tribalism like as humans like we have uh, like camps like we like to have camps right in groups and you have like Russ's camp that's like a very specific way, and you have Sean's camp is a very specific way, and then you you bring them up, and then you create a matchup. And I think, I think the last one had a lot of momentum going into it, and I think obviously what Johnny said like really just made like it. You just made like all the flex GPT people like point a target at you, and and that weight of that pressure, that weight like like you like. Honestly, that that's probably destroyed. Uh, what's his name? Like it just the the the, the pressure of that, Sean, man. <laughs> yeah. The pressure of that, like just dealing with all of that. I mean, I know he, I know he's used to dealing with bullshit and like, but like he would. I, I'm pretty sure he would rather have Johnny not posted that. And I probably. think that that happening, it lit. I mean, even like guys like. Like you have like me and then you have like my coaches and then you have like my high level lifters and you have like the mid tier lifters and you have like the low tier lifters and like all the way down the, all the way down the totem pole, you know, um, even like those guys were like really talking smack. And I was just like, guys, like he's, you know, I mean, yeah, they did kind of, they did kind of like do this, but like we saw it and I, like me, um, um, I understand what it is and I don't care that much, but like, I guarantee you that like 99% of people that support Russ saw what Candino said as like, they basically said, like Sean said it basically. Right. And they just, they, it just puts so much pressure on them. And um, if you're going to talk like that, like you have to back it up. And, and some people operate really well in high stress environments. Some people, they would prefer not this year. I feel like, um, I mean, I, I don't think Sean was super like, stressed or were or like like it bothered him maybe internally but he didn't it was like i didn't see him talk i didn't even see him say anything like he just all, all of the quotes on his list were like quotes from books and things like they weren't they weren't like direct like uh you know like oh man i can't wait to like do this on meet day or something like that russ um, like man I, I gotta redo my fucking library membership to catch up if this guy's talking shit or not <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> no, it's just like I gotta just, join a book club to find out if he's getting that. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, here? You definitely see like the, the shift, and and I guess like it shows just more so, just like I'm gonna try my best to focus on me and just like just get stronger, which is good. I mean, I think he had a really good approach going into this meet. I got a question for you though. So a couple things that Joey said, I wanna I wanna get your feedback on this for us. So mm -hmm. a 
um, you know, he, he had mentioned Keiko. Keiko lost. I saw Keiko the next day, and mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad. I, I actually gave him the nickname uh, Mr. Perfect, and I think that it weighs heavy on somebody because when you're Mr. Perfect, nobody's perfect. But it, yeah. it was a storyline. But he had actually said, he's like... Um, he said he was relieved to miss. Relieved. He said, I was relieved. And it kind of, it's relatable for you for like you, like you've missed lists, but you don't lose. So if there is like, and, and other athletes, I read a lot about athletes and they talk about like, you get to a point where you win so often and Joey kind of mentioned this and, and this happens to athletes where like victories don't taste super sweet. You're, you're, you're fighting not to lose. You don't want to let people down. Now a business is formed around you because of all this. And like, it's like, it's more, you start losing the feeling of, oh my God, it's amazing to win and start feeling, holy fuck, I can't lose. I got a, I got a business attached to it. Everyone, yeah. like if I lose, if I take an L, all the powerlifting. Like Joey said, some people, they take an L, it's quiet, whatever. I didn't even know you were the champ. With you, you are Conor McGregor. You, you know, it's that fucking red panty night. The person's like, oh my God, I just, <laughs> Russell or he, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so is it now to that point where, look it it doesn't matter if someone else is there or not i just have to have a bad fucking day i can't be human i can't have a bad day yeah i mean it's definitely got to that point uh it was like that i think this past nationals too where uh we face off with yeah it was this past nationals too so it's definitely got to a point to where like i don't even enjoy which like this is a little bit different but i don't even enjoy winning as much as like you think i should or i would um it's more so just like Whew, okay, cool. We, uh, we executed on that one. We got that shit out the way. Um, cause like you said, there's, there's not much to gain when that's the expectation. There's so much to lose when if you do lose, like even with this past nationals, like we took it a step further, um, just like with the business. So we literally had a commercial play during the live stream in the actual venue. And like, you have my face plastered all over it. Mm-hmm. So I would make jokes during prep. I'm like, fuck man, we have a commercial being put up on national level. It'd be awkward as hell if I, if I lose. <laughs> oh, like, we literally had a launch scheduled the day after I competed. So and they like, said 2022 champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this thing where it's like, yo, like I'm, I'm, I'm the best in my weight class type of thing. And it's just like, all right, bro. I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be shit for marketing if you felt, if you like lose. So, um, but for me personally, that helps sharpen the, the sword. Like when I'm in training, I think about all these things. I have all these things riding for me. So I can't take these days off. I can't do this down the third. So um, for me personally, like stress-wise, um, I need that. Because I, I feel as though when you have that type of pressure, it's going to elevate you. And sometimes when you don't, it makes you soft as a competitor. Uh, so it's honestly, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. But I enjoy that constant pressure, the constant drama, the constant um, talking back and forth between the camps. Because at the end of the day, it's just going to make me better. And I feel as though over the last couple of years, I've definitely thrived on that. Like what, what is your best way? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joy. You're going to ask the question I was thinking, but I was just going to say, um, yeah, a lot of people can operate as the underdog right. and they're okay. Right. Like, because they're, they're not the guy at the top with all the pressure, but to be at the top and you're just like at the top, you're at the top of the mountain. You're just like fighting all these wolves that they're just coming at you and just knocking one down, knocking one down. They're just, and they're just never going to stop. It's endless. It's literally infinite. And, and some people, they thrive off of that and it keeps them sharp. Like Russ said, and other people, they literally crumble. Like they can't take it. Like they were a great lifter until they got all the spotlight on them. And then they started to suck. For, um, for example, quick, quick, quick aside. Like there is a, a lifter that I would name nameless. Like he literally spoke on like 
I'm doing a meet. I'm not going to tell anyone because I don't want that pressure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not for everyone. And I was telling Weeze in the uh, warm-up room while the meet was going on, I was like, bro, not everyone's meant for this. Like, all these bright lights, prime time, when everyone's paying attention, like, it's not meant for everyone. Not everyone can do this. Like, when it's time to show up, you have to show up. And some people just literally emotionally and physically, like, they cannot show up when it's time. Well, like, me, per- me personally, and then we'll go to your question. Me yeah, personally, yeah. Um, I'm, like, addicted to that. Like, I want to be – I was actually sad when everything was over. Like, when I was going home, I was on the plane, and I was like, oh, I don't have, a, like, a, a, a – I don't have a primetime match tonight. I don't have, like, a battle tonight. Like, it was a lot of stimulus for me that week because I had Worlds at the same time. I, and then, like, when Worlds wasn't going, I had Russ, and then – um, I had Diesel who like pulled for the win and then they didn't give it to us. And it was like, I really enjoy that. And I think for these like high pressure situations, um, I always tell myself, like, as long as you just do everything you can and leave no stone unturned, then you, then you can't be sad at the end result because like, what the fuck else could I have done for worlds? It's hard because like, what, what could I have done different? I could have fucking been there, but I couldn't have been there. You know what I mean? It was like, right. why did you guys have the two meets at the same time? Um, that, that was so bad for powerlifting. That was like the, that I was, hated like, it. Dude, I Dude, fucking when, hated it. When, when primetime was streaming, it's like fucking 11 at night and the whole East Coast is asleep. And I'm just like, man, like this, this <laughs> is not the best timing for things. But I don't know. It is what it is. Um, yeah, no, 100%. Before I ask this question, uh, just to speak on what you said, 100% I hated it. The I, I Last time we did a fitness league for both. You can't do fantasy, two both fantasies at once. Like a lot of the tension has to be divided. It divides everybody further man and i fucking don't like that shit but anyways i was gonna say russ in terms of what you were saying there um when you keep winning you start becoming like the the following builds and you keep on fucking slugging away year after year and and and, uh you're separate yourself from the pack for sure as opposed to somebody who wins loses keeps it moving or they're a biggish name but they're like you said i want to do a smaller competition off the grid where nobody knows what I'm doing because I don't want that spotlight. But you lean into the spotlight because you know I'm trying to build something. Mm. And this is why, like, for instance, you'll do things to stand out. And people won't understand it, but it's the reason why you're Russell or he and they're not. Like, when you show up in a suit <laughs> and you're like, I am... Here's the thing. I like shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy... But it won't be for everyone. But if it if it was for everyone, you need you need it to not be for everyone. You need to stand out. If everybody showed up in a suit, you got to show up in a singlet and be like, "I'm ready for fucking war already." You know what I mean? Like, it's it's it is what it is. It's like you guys can't be me. I can go first, and you could duplicate me. Well, now you duplicate me, fine. But if everybody's doing it, I can't do what everybody's doing. Like you stand out, period, man. When you do it, it's different. And when you got five titles and all the rest of it. But um, that adds, it just adds to the pressure. It just adds to the fuck, man. I hope he fucking loses. Who's this guy think he is? He's not <laughs> Conor McGregor. And it's like, oh, yeah. but I got you talking about me, don't I? And that damned if that post didn't get like 50,000 likes in 24 hours. Huh? What's, what's so crazy is that I'm not even trying to, uh, I'm not even trying to stand, like, Okay, so there's, if, like, people that know me know that I'm a very, um, I like, I like going against the grain. I like being different. Um, I just, that's just my personality. I'm a contrarian. So, like, if people are going this way, I literally just will go this way just because my, that's my personality. Um, but in that sense, like, yes, I wanted to stand out. 
But at the same time, too, I wanted to bring something that's prevalent in other sports culture to powerlifting. Like, I think people forget, like, when you're watching, like, the NBA finals, you're just watching NBA games, like, you're watching them walk into the arena suited and booted, or maybe even, like, they just have, like, a fly-ass fit. Like, that is a component of sports, in my opinion. Same thing with boxing. Like, you have them walking to the arena with music playing, da-da-da-da. Like, it's, there's an element that I feel like, or there's actually many elements of pop that I feel like they were missing out on. So it's me drawing attention to the fact of, like, yo, this is, this is a whole other thing that we're not even paying attention to. When it's time to weigh in, yo, come in a suit or come, come in whatever the fuck you want. You can dress however you want. But come in a suit, this how I thought, come in a suit, it's Las Vegas, got to throw the fur coat on and act like I'm a prize fighter, right? So that's, that was my intention when coming down like that. And I wanted to have my crew with me. So it's almost like an aura, like we're walking in. Like we were, I, this is pretty unusual, but like Joey, we really think about it. We were like, we were like five, seven deep in weigh-ins. Like, oh, we, shit. Like, it was more than that. It was more than that. We had Weez, we had Jamal, we had my GBT team, which is like Duhan, another videographer. We had Gia that had my- I, Ryan, I flew out- Girlfriend, like, a lot of people, bro. It was a whole crew. I flew out Weez just, literally just for like the vibes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I want him there just because I want Russ to like feel safe. I want him to have his people there. I, I mean, obviously you brought everybody, um, but I was like, oh, I just couldn't see this nationals without him being there. And he like, wasn't going to go. And I was like, well, do you like, I give you something to do. Like you want to just come low weights. And he was like, yeah, I'll come. I was like, all right. But even, but um, even just speaking to that, it's just like, why not emphasize that element of the powerlifting? Mm-hmm. Like it's demoralizing it for me. If I was on the outside looking at it, it's demoralizing. If I see a motherfucker walk in suited and booted, you got a, you got a coat on oh, and five, seven, dude. it's just like, it's like, damn. Like, and I, like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Angela, like, turned around and he literally just goes, damn. And he turned Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we wanted to be, like, the best dressed there. And, like, he just, he wasn't sure of, like, what I was coming in or whatever. Because there's, like, to, to, to the lifters' credits, there was people that were dressed. Like, we had Petrie that had his own unique fit. We had Angela that was dressed up. Sean had a robe as well. Like, there was a decent amount of lifters that came in, like, how they wanted to come in. So, um, yeah, I just think once again, like, cause I'm thinking like production wise, like, could you imagine we already start the live stream two hours prior, or we just have like footage and they run that footage as the live stream is going, it's like, oh, like so-and-so looks sharp today and wins, like they look like they're ready to go, da da da. I'm just thinking like how they do stuff for the UFC. And I'm like, bro, we could literally translate that to pilots. That's actually a really sure. good idea. Like, imagine if you had like Ryan and Arian, just like. You have like an hour before the show. They're like recording the lifters coming, like recording the weigh-ins. For and sure, as as they as they're weighing in, Ryan's like, "Okay, looks like so and so make weight." Oh shit, so and so didn't make weight. <laughs> I didn't even think Bart realized he was doing this, but Bart was back there recording, trying to like document the battle between me and Sean. And he's asking, he's like interviewing me, like, "How do you feel? Like, how's training been going? What makes this unique?" Like, da da da. I'm like, the USAPL or whoever is like in charge, of like the production, literally could have been asking me that and then running that through the live stream. Like, these are little things that I feel like we're not picking up on. And it's just like, for me, I try to draw attention to that with the stuff that I do. I'm like, hey, this is another element that we can capitalize on. In in UFC, they show, uh, like, the next fighter that's up, they'll show them in the back with their trainer, and they're, like, hitting the pads. And they're like, oh, shit, like, he's ready to go. You know what I mean? And and you kind of see, like, how they are. Speaking of UFC, um, Russ reminds me of Usman a lot, who just like is just running through the weight class like twice. Like he's already he's just fucking beating everybody, just beating them again. You know what I mean? I, I do like I like the um 
the build and like the I like the showmanship and creating an aura. It's you're one hundred percent right. If I'm waiting in a fucking Wide up to weigh in, and you show up like that. I'm like, well, yeah. he's fucking probably winning, huh? Like he's not even worried about me. Like all the mental games or whatever. I'm gonna stare him down. This dude is not even looking my direction. He's probably walking past me. But also, even if somebody, even if the streams aren't doing it, which yeah, like I'm a huge MMA guy. They show every single fighter enter the building, and they show them there decked out like professional yeah. athlete would look. And they walk in the building, and it is something. It's something I'm used to as an MMA and boxing fan. Every single event has that. So when I seen you do that, I immediately was like, that. that's what that reminds me of, and I was yeah. in. That's my thing. But the fact that you could do it, and you're like, I'm not going to wait for someone else to do it. And this is what makes you also wrestle here. I'm going to fucking bring my own people and this is my vision and um, I'll use my own platform, which is as big as any of the bigger than any of their platforms anyways. And, you know, you could throw on the pictures and throw on video and the whole nine and fucking uh, you could do it yourself, man. It helps build the aura. This is all branding that like yeah. people don't know. This is how you, you are it, that. It, yeah. Branded. It's funny because it makes me look like I'm super into myself, which like, I mean, obviously I run a social media page, whatever. Like I, I understand, like I post my own shit. But it's like, I'm walking through, I'm walking through, cause I'm staying at a different hotel. Like it's like, we have to like actually drive to the venue. So I'm, I'm walking through the hotel cause we had a meeting, we had a media team meeting and I'm like, Hey, this is how I want this shot. These are the things that I want going into the arena. And this is why. So like went through the shot list. I'm like, I need me walking through our hotel. Cause I was like, it's a casino. It's going to, it's going to have a good look, whatever. So they're going through the shot list. We're running through it. And I'm like, I shouldn't be the one doing this portion like this should be like the usapl because it makes me look douchey now because i'm no like, dog no here's the thing here's the thing i'm gonna do it i'm just saying like it no, makes no. me look douchey but that's that part is supposed to be like quote unquote the ufc handling that right quote, the nba handling that that's not supposed to be me that's supposed to be them documenting that process the beautiful thing is well first off yes you're right if if the organization itself took cues from you or they should be anyways but the fact that you are the only, you are the one doing it means you're the only one doing it means the point of differentiation between you and everybody else is fucking great and you're I, like that's why you are who you are because there is no other russ i gotta say something um do you guys arian you, you coach people do you know any fucking lifter that could literally do a meet and greet like the day before the meet and and have meetings the day of the meet and day before the meet and run all this shit and plan all these things. And dude, I'm literally like, I'm I'm like, I'm obviously in LA, he's in Texas and I'm losing my mind. I'm like, what do you mean you're doing a meet and greet? What oh, do yeah. you mean? I'm just like trying, like trying to stay on top of him and all these things. And he just like does it and it doesn't bother him, honestly. When I saw him, you hit, you had some cardio sessions that were long as fuck. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, fuck, man. I was like, you're going to be sapped. Um, but he just fucking, he just amazes me, man. Like every time it was like I, this off season, this last off season, he got strong as fuck. Like he, every, like we hit like fucking 755, fucking 463 bench, stupid ass deadlift, like big ass numbers. Right. And thank God we had a good off season because the, it was like, we had a buffer of like extra strength that mm. like slowly dwindled over the weeks that we couldn't train, just dwindle, dwindle, dwindle. And then it was still enough to like get the job done. And he was handling everything else on top of it. And it just, it's just like out of everybody, like out of, out of, out of Russ, Keiko, like I think about everybody, like Keiko's got work to do. Mikey's got work to do. Uh, obviously, I want everybody to get better, but Russ is the one where, like, like 
you beat everybody on a bad day on like not i mean we did an amazing job editing training and communicating like i was every fucking day we were talking every day you know we were just on the same page i had to adjust this training and we had to do um i'm very thankful that i have the experience that i have because i was like okay like we can only really get one good squat day out of the week like how are we gonna to, the, to like what happened with that too yeah, let's like, talk about this let, like for some people who don't injury? know yeah because yeah. it was it was some mad tense moments for for a I, minute i was gonna I, say that seemed more like the storyline going in and is like how injured russ is if he's gonna show up is he not gonna show up everybody was asking me like what's he gonna do and I said, I don't fucking know. We're going to find out. <laughs> I'll look at his last warm up and we'll hit his opener. And then we, literally the day before when we did numbers, um, I was just like, we'll just see your opener. And like, like, I know my plan. I know what I want to do. Um, I usually like, I like to make the second squat, like a really, like most of his strength is going to be on the platform. And if we miss the third, it's not that big a deal. I didn't do that this time. I did more of like a uh, opener, like, 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 you know, like 15 and 10 or like 10 and 10 or like just even jumps as opposed to like big ass fucking jump first a second and then just cap it off after that so um it worked out uh i uh, i thought he had a little bit more in the tank on squat but um go ahead who I, ryan what, what were you gonna say uh, about this injury like how bad was this thing that yeah because it was was it actually i might pull out or mm. you know just relaying it to what we just the conversation we just had at every I'll let, I'll let Russ is. talk, but I'm gonna pull up a text that I had with Bart where Bart was like asking me about it. And I literally yeah. told Bart, I was like, I don't know, man. It's like at this very moment, it doesn't look good, but we're gonna see. Like, I, we'll just we'll just figure yeah. it out. And I think like a couple of months ago, I'm not sure. I have the video on my phone somewhere, but I'm just not exactly sure where it's at. I like, I was squatting 683 and I came out the whole kind of funky. Like it was like, I had a slight shift and I never ever shift on squat. Like, um, I'm not trying to brag, but like, I'm, I'm rarely out of position on squat. Um, and I mean, just a slight shift, no, it was six, uh, 639. And it's like a slight shift with that amount of weight. It's going to, you know, cause some damage. Uh, so it actually wasn't that bad. And then I think a couple of weeks after that session, it just reared its ugly head. And, um, we started prep and there is a session when I was training, it's a Saturday session. And I tried warming up and I couldn't even get up to like 374. Like I had a call. It was that uncomfortable. Like it, it was painful to squat. And I remember thinking, I'm like, damn, like it's, if it's 374, like at this point now, I think we're like six to seven weeks out. Something on, like on, that. Like, on May 9th, I told Bart, it was May 9th. So like a month before the meet, I said like it, it right now it's like questionable. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make it, but I'll let you know. So, so it, it was a little before that. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, like I, I literally just didn't know like recovery time wise what what we needed to do or what could happen. Um, and I was also concerned. It was like two things. Number one, also like being able to recover, and then number two, being able to get the amount of work done needed for this meet. Because I mean, if you're not able to taper, I mean, it just kind of fucks you, man. So, we actually only had one real. I would say probably the three weeks out squat day was the only like actual real squat day where like he did a he did a you know single. It wasn't even that heavy. And then um, he got some actual volume. That was like the first day that he actually got a little bit of volume in. I don't even, I think it was, a, I don't even remember. Like I had to look back at the sheet. Yeah, we weren't doing much. Like it would be like a sink. So like we had like this, this thing that was able to kind of like play out properly. It was like, I would be able to knock out like actually a pretty decent single after I started doing some rehab work. Shout out to Andy um, and strengthening exercises. 
And then like, it would like kind of re-injure or just flare back up. So I just have to spend the whole week, like not doing anything Fuck. and then getting back to that squat session. And then um, I was healthy enough to do like some sets of like six or five or something like that. And then after that, we just like slowly tapered. And- it was super fucking light though. Like it was, yeah, I was doing it was, like yeah. 374. <laughs> and on. then what I had him doing was on Tuesday, major key guys, major key on Tuesday uh, after his deadlifts. Um, so I, I changed his whole program. I moved, I took out one day completely and I moved his deadlifts forward. Um, so he was only doing lower twice a week. And then I would have him do like absurdly light. Uh, I just say, I was telling him like, you just have to do something for your legs, like a bodybuilding mindset. You just need to hit something. It, I told him it could be a leg press. It could be fucking a sissy squat. It could be anything. He, he was the one that was doing the sissy squats. Cause he said they felt good. And then we just ended up with a sa- safety bar and we would do like fucking 275. <laughs> Or then I think we got, I think one day maybe he did 315, but I'm not sure. Um, and then we just wouldn't do anything. And then Thursday we had an extra rest day and he, I told him you could go do rehab. You could just do mobility, do cardio, whatever you want to do. Um, and then Saturday we started to, we started to gain a little bit of momentum. Like, okay. Like he hit a, it was a pretty hard, like 705. And it was like, like not the smartest, like, I mean, it, it aggravated it again. So it probably good. not the best. Yeah, it was only because John was in town. Like John had stopped by. Yeah, John had. Fucking <laughs> goddamn John had. It was like one of those things. It's just like, I mean, you know, I got to load something up. He had hit yeah, like man. Three, so I was like, I, I can't just let him come to my gym and hit like a seven. No, man, he's so not. The week after, I think he only did like 640. Um, and then we did some volume. And then the week after that, I remember you streamed it in Discord and I was watching it live. I think he hit, uh, I, he was going to hit 705, but somehow when he was going to go, there was chips on there. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, where did that come from? So then I was like, is that 711? He's like, yeah, but it looked better than last week. I was like, okay, like we increased weight. It's better than last week. And then that now we're two weeks out. We actually got an actual session in and then that was it. And then we tapered from there and then we had a really easy day. And then it was just, it was meet time. No, and I mean, uh, like going back to that, there is definitely moments where I was just like, I'm not, I'm probably not gonna do this meet. Like I'm gonna try my best, but my thing is I'm not one of those lifters that will go into uh, to a competition. Like, I, I've done that before. Uh, my first ever Worlds, I did that, and I like I still regret that to my to, uh, to this day. So I was just like, you know, if if I'm injured, I want to spend that time getting healthy, not further injuring myself on the platform, and then also embarrassing myself. Um, so if I can't go, I'm just not gonna go. But I told myself too, like, okay, if you could actually squat without pain then let's go, which I basically got to that point. I had two weeks of pain-free squats leading up to nationals. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, I just need to show myself I can move close to 700 pounds. And then I'll literally battle. Like I'll show up and battle and do what I have to do. Um, to get the cut was like irrelevant. Like it did not, it didn't affect anything. <laughs> like, I feel like, I mean, it probably affected a little bit. Like we probably would have hit a little bit more if he didn't cut at all, but like, it just, he like maintained all of his strength pretty much after the cut. And mind you, we had to cut a little bit more than normal. Um, it was just half a kilo, but, um, and that was something that actually made me feel a little bit better about the opposition because I was like, bench is heavily affected by like any kind of weight that you lose. And what is our opposition's best lift? It's bench. Right. Um, I don't, I haven't asked him about it, but I don't understand like what happened with Sean squat, but as as the meet was happening, I was like, okay, Russ is good. I was watching Sean. I saw him miss a second, and it looked like strength. 
And I was like, holy shit. So I automatically knew, like, if your squad is not there, and I know how he is, he's going to be very meticulous and scientific with, like, recomping and everything. Um, but it was, like, 15 kilos less than what he hit in the gym. I'm not really sure what that was or how that affected him. But, you know, some people, uh, they just, like, they try to – like, I'm not 100% sure, sure Sean needs to go up. I think he would benefit a lot from that. Um, but like Russ mentioned a lifter to me that will remain nameless who like, he tries to stay in like a small class and like, he's obviously a class up, you know what I mean? Like click, like, like, you know what I'm saying? So some people, um, another Berto quote, Berto's like fucking Yoda, man. He's like, <laughs> he's like, sometimes the weight class where you perform your best is not, um, is not like where you want to be. Right. Like, so sometimes like, you know, like there's big boys that like, they're good because they're big, but then when they lose, when they cut down, they they're not good no more. So it's right. Just, so um, but yeah, I mean, Rustic, he did amazing. He did amazing with the rehab. The communication was like on point. He would call me. I remember I'd be getting out of a out of a, a massage or whatever. I got a Facetime from Russ. Russ would tell me how his day went. You know, we're just on the same page. And when you get when you're on the same page, you know, the plan is gonna be like, it's like I'm there. You know what I mean? And and that is um especially with injuries and navigating, you know, getting closer to the meet. That's such an important thing. And it's just a testament to his accountability, his determination. There was, a, there was no point in this prep where I felt like he lost. Um, maybe he did, but didn't tell me, but he didn't lose any like morale. Like there was always the, it was always like, okay, problem solving mode. Like let's, let's fix this. Like, what can I do to be better? You know, like, how do we adjust whatever this and that it wasn't like, you know, being super depressed and sad that like things aren't perfect. And a lot of people in that matchup, like with the, you know, the drama, like it's going to break them and it didn't, it didn't affect them because he's a gamer. Um, and, and that is, uh, it makes it easier for me. Like I'm basically dealing with a robot who's just going to always do the right thing and never falter. And he's just going to like, you just have to input instructions and he does it, you know, it's, 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 um, he's like, I haven't had to tell him, like, give him a speech about like, you know, why you can't give up. He just doesn't give up and, and we got it done. And I'm very thankful. Well, in terms of this, when I hear like the buildup, he, okay. Very few lifters. Uh, there'll be lifters who look at all of this, hear all of this, hear what Russ said about if I was 100%, I'm not going in. And there'll be there'll be lifters who are not doing the things Russ is doing, who's who are gonna say they're they're gonna just think from their perspective and be like, well, I'll show up regardless and I'll do this regardless. Um, but here's the difference, okay? And and they'll they'll take pride in it and fuck it. Maybe they they should be prideful. They got heart, whatever. But here's the difference, though. Russ is like, it's Russ is on a different plane than all these other people in terms of he's shooting commercials and he's going in on investments and he's built <laughs> this whole thing around his image and um, showing up like he's doing media, media team meetings and like meet and greets before like it's these other people can't relate to it. So it's not like um, I think they're lying. It's just like some people lose sight. You're not in Russ's shoes. You don't, you do not understand for you to take an L you're fine because, and I mean, I mean them when I'm saying you for them, if they take an L, it is what it is. Um, yeah. they're, like they're, they're coaching and all that doesn't change, but Russ it's fucking different. And it's okay for us to eventually all athletes lose, but like for him to lose 
to people that he's previously beaten several times over and it's a bad showing and the whole nine is like it's different it's it's a he's a franchise now it's um and that's where I don't know. I know you, I know you're saying like Russ is like a robot and whatnot, but as Sir Boyd, it's gotta also be like where Russ is like, fuck me. This is tough. This is this is this is like uh we're all eating food off of this. Uh, you just this gotta is, be you just yeah. gotta be a gamer though. Like you, you can't because I can't let it bother you. Like just to speak on the health component aspect of it, like as a lifter, I mean this this is when experience kind of comes in. You have to know your body. And I'm like, I'm not sure if me competing is the best idea for my body. Like, I don't know if it's something I'm going to fuck up even more. Like, I need to take my time and figure this out because this isn't, this isn't just a one-year thing. Like, this is a lifetime thing. I'm going to use my legs for the rest of my life. So let me make sure I'm not, like, damaging it uh, further. So for me, I'm just like, bro, if I, if, I, if I feel pain when I squat, that shouldn't happen. So I'm not going to compete. Like, right. why would I go out there and try to max out in front of, like, a, like, like thousands of people? And then, you know, further into myself, I need to figure out what's going on first and then address that issue. And once I address that issue, okay, cool. Once I address it, now let's think about stepping on the platform. But I've always kind of been like that too. I was supposed to compete in 2016 nationals and have that be my first meet. Um, I fucked up my rib and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going. I was like, I'm not going, man. Like, I'm not about to like further injure myself on the platform just for the sake of like thugging it out or whatever. That was the first time I ever uh like i remember sean was telling me about you he was like there's some guy named russ and like he might compete and i didn't even know who you were then i met you at the arnold that year later it was like it was like it was like uh october november december january february march it was like five months later i met him in the bathroom randomly um and hit me up the month after and then we just started busting shit up after that but it was a it was a it was good, man. Like, well, I just want people to understand too. Like, there's a difference between like battling through some like little things here and there, and then battling through something. You're like, man, I came. Like, I'm a person that squats 700 plus pounds, and like squatting 374 was too painful. So I'm like, all right, something. Right. I'm not about to yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. The 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 thought the muscle stuff like that that stuff heals. It gets good blood flow, but if it's like the back or like the joint. Or like you know something like that, like that's just a pain, and you don't want to fuck with that, honestly. So I'm I'm happy we were able to get through it, and it was a very I think this one and Russ, you could tell me if you felt this way too. This one, um, it felt really really good to win, as opposed to like you know coming in there and just fucking everybody up and then like leaving, because we expect that. But this one was like there was a little bit of uncertainty because we just didn't know where his top end strength was going to be after the cut with the injury, you know, the training that I had him doing. You know, we followed, the, you know, I followed the, the like the principles that I follow, but it was very modified and it wasn't as much uh, stimulus as it normally would be. There was, it was, it was like, we literally did like 60, not even 60%. It was like, le- it was probably less than 50%. Like if I just go by like sets and reps and weight and you multiply all that together and you come up with a number of like any of his other preps, it was fuck. it was like way less than what it, what it was this time because we just, we just simply, um, we barely, barely got healthy at like the last minute and we had to make make of it what we could at that last, you know, at that last possible time. Thank God he could deadlift without pain. Like that, if that, that was, that was because in my mind, I'm like, okay, if he can still deadlift, the glutes are going to be there, right? Low key, like pause, like the glutes are going to be there. He's going to have, seriously, he's going to have his posterior chain. So he's going to be able to squat something, right? Uh, the adductors are very important. Um, 
they're actually an underrated muscle. I feel like a lot of people don't utilize them. Uh, it's like you have a big chunk of muscle there. It can help you lift weight. Like people just don't use them. Um, and, you know, but we had the deadlift and I was okay. Like we could, we could work with this. And then I told them, you just need to stimulate the legs to keep some muscle. You don't need to, um, this is why I'm so thankful for my bodybuilding friends because you just need to stimulate muscle and you can maintain a lot of it. Like you can maintain so much muscle by just like, you got to get the blood flow. You got to give your body a reason to hold on to it. Um, as a natural lifter, your body thrives on like, you know, even if it's super light work, I always say like light work is underrated. Russ will hit like a, a, a 700 single, 727, whatever. And then we'll hit like maybe one good back down of like 640 or whatever. And then we'll do like 500 after that. Like, it was just like big asset, big ass back down and then easy as fuck. Or if the, or if the single was big, I, Jesus, Jesus will hit like nine something and then he'll do like 600 for his back downs. And I'm like, brother, this man squats like a thousand pounds, you know? So it's just, you just got to do something sometimes and you're driving stimulus with that single, you know, your back down set, you're kind of reinforcing that. And then you're reinforcing that with the easy work. So it's just, um, and then over time, the easy work starts to add up. But then, I mean, he just, Russ gets it. And and now if this was our first time together, like, and he didn't have the resources that he had and like, you know, this was like back in 2017, who knows how it would have played out. It would have been like 2018 Worlds, right? Um, but we grow over time. And I really noticed, I don't know when it was, I think it was like two and a half years into working with him. I remember telling myself like this, okay, he gets it now. Like he gets it. Like it's one thing for me to give instruction, but to experience it, to know what we're looking for. He said it himself. I did not tell him this. I don't think I, I don't even remember if I ever told him this, but he said it himself. He said, he said, I know you need something to taper me from. So I'm going to try at three weeks out or like 14 days out, whatever, to have a decent day. So you could taper me from that. And, and, and I, when I heard that, I was like, this motherfucker gets it. Man. <laughs> I, this motherfucker gets it. Like, I didn't even, Dude, like, I, just had a serum. I knew I gave myself a benchmark. I'm like, if I'm not healthy by this point, I literally cannot compete. Like, yeah. Right. You know, yeah, I'm I, a product of this, just going to get shit at all. So. I, they're, like you, yeah, fuck me. You're not doing yourself justice by showing up at 85% and letting somebody skate on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't let them skate with that where it's like, yeah, yeah you you're not taking your title and the whole nine when you're 85%, you know, um, that can't happen. And, uh, Joe, you were saying too, how, um, how in terms of like keeping muscle when the pandemic hit Lane Norton, you know, with him with the sciences, breaking out all these, uh, breaking all these studies about how little like people are like, going to lose all my muscle mass. And we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last for, but Lane Norton was like, do you know how little, it takes for you to hang on to muscle mass when you're like a young guy in your twenties, thirties, like, you know, how hard it is to lose. Like he, he was saying exactly what you were saying, but they did studies on people, how far you can go before you I know actually lose exactly muscle mass. the chart that you're talking about where it shows like, like your progress of consistent training. And then your progress, if you take a long, uh, like hiatus, it like gets back to like, like consistent training and then like hiatus and then start training again. And you just get back on track. Like it's, it's, the human body uh, is incredible. It it doesn't forget. It remembers like your base and where things are at. Um, I think desensitizing from stimulus is actually, if you can maintain your strength but desensitize a little bit, um, I think that's gonna that really helps you kind of like add to your base and really like build you like back up. I'm so thankful that I started out in bodybuilding because I you know there's a lot of the the it, back in the day 2012 2010. 
2011, 2008, it was all about like the science of why and how to build muscle, how to increase, you know, strength and things like that. And then, and then DUP came out and it was like a little extreme. And then we, you know, auto regulation and then you put everything together. You take your bodybuilding foundation, you take, you know, take my experience and everything and you put everything together and you find a way to just get the job done. And that's why I tell these young guys, um, like guys, like you don't like, okay, great. You had a great Monday squat day. Like, like for this week, like you, you've told your body, it needs to get stronger. Now you're just going to maintain that effect with your next squat day. And then we, and then we'll see what we got the next week. And that's it. It doesn't have to always be like, like more, 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 more. You know what I mean? And there are some very prominent powerlifters. Some of them considered the greatest of all time that used like substances to increase their strength. And they can always lift weight every single time more, 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 but not, but we can't do that. And, it, and it's, and I really, I literally feel like my generation, like we came in and we had to like, kind of like, nobody asked me about certain things anymore. Like nobody, because, because like older methods, when you did that Q and A with me on the IPF page, the shit people were asking me back then, we fucking killed that now. Like nobody does that now. Like, like you know what I mean? Everybody's RP. Everybody hits a single. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Dude, like, can we you believe everything. we did that, Joey? We yeah. fucking. I was running the IPF Instagram Six page. Years Joey, ago. Joey came on and fucking was doing the Q and A. Well, I answered like 250 questions. Like it was, <laughs> you it was did good, man. You did good, man. You did amazing. I was so happy about it. Um, yeah, and this was before the people in the IPF knew. I was like, just trust me, this is going to be a good idea. But um, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan believed Ryan believed in me. I could have just won with John and fizzled out. It could have been a one hand one, but no, I came back. I came back with a new guy and a new guy and a new get guy. it again. Boy, hold on, we got hold on, hold on, hold on. I got. I just realized this. We got John. We got Russ, and now we got the lady. We got the lady in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just keep keep like, man. They hate you yeah. in New Zealand, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 they fucking do. Man. You, you they, can't. You walk into a restaurant, they're like, "Get the fuck out!" Russ, <laughs> in case you didn't know, the guy that Delaney went against this year was like New Zealand's like best guy. So like, yeah. it's just always New Zealand for some reason. It's always New Zealand. Um, I was gonna ask. Uh, oh, okay. In terms of if you bring us to that day, so obviously the battle turned into a hunt, and um, and you ended up having a nice twenty kilo spread ish maybe slightly less, but people are pulling for second. They're not pulling to take over. But were you, during that day, how was the vibe of the day? You guys in the back in the warm-up room, everybody else, did you guys know, like, at what point did you guys realize we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty good? These guys are fighting for second. Uh, I mean, I'm different on me day. I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm a, I'm a vibe on me day. Like I'm not, I'm not anxious. I'm not worried. I'm not like. I don't even know if he was paying attention to that shit. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm literally just like trying to control my own vibe and have a good time. So like, once we get to the back room, I'm playing my music. I'm dancing. Like I'm talking shit. Um, Joey keeps asking me, he's like, "How do you feel? How do you feel?" And I'm like, I looked at him like respectfully. I was like, I was like, man, I feel good. What you talking about? Like, Remember Joey, I brought Duhon over. I'm like, do I'm like, Duhon, 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 come over, come, come over. Duhon's my video. Yeah, they're just they're just uh, messing, they're just messing around. But... I'm, like, I'm like, Joey, ask me what you just asked me. Hey man, I'd rather ask and him and tell like, me. I'm like, man, you saw what I came in, bro. I came in here with a suit and a mean coat. <laughs> I feel great. So I'm he, whenever me day comes around, I have the supreme confidence because like if I'm there. That means I put the work in to be there. So at that point, like I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, there's nothing that's gonna really shake me. So I wasn't. It's, it's 
matchup. It's more team. so like, how was your cut, or how's the leg? It's not like how you know what I mean. It was more yeah. more like that. But uh, I was just yeah, trying to tell him that I had the. Con- I'm like, bro, I'm good. Like, I feel great. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm I'm ready to compete. So, um, yeah. Whenever we get to that point, like, it kind of goes out the window. All that all that pressure, all that anxiety, all that that worry. Um, worrisome behavior type of thing it just kind of goes out the window I'm like all right it's showtime like all the work that we put on it's time to have fun now that's kind of yeah and for me um once I saw his opening squat I was like okay I can work with this we're in here let's do it and then when I saw his second squat um I've seen him move that way like three times as fast but obviously he's coming in off of injury so I was like okay like and we, and you can hear it on the video. Uh, by the way, all of this backstage stuff was recorded masterfully by Duhan. I didn't even know he was there for all of that. I didn't know. And, and I didn't even fucking know he was there for all of that. And um, I saw the comments. Someone was like, "Damn, I never, I didn't like, like, I like." It was cool to see how Joey works. And I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" So I watched the video, and I was like, "Oh shit, Duhan was there the whole time." Um, <laughs> and then uh, like we 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 was just like, bro, like, three twenty three. Like, it literally shows all the backstage conversations and, like, what we're talking about, how we're vibing off each other, how oh, it's Like, you can literally just hear everything. You hear me talking about, like, this and the third. He asked me, like, how, does, how did it move? And, like, you see my reactions, like, I feel great. What you're talking about? Like, yeah. I got to so, watch this, man. I just uh, got yeah, back from South was, Africa. I don't have time, but I'm going to watch I this. Mean, it, was, it, was, uh, it was good, man. And, and it's, like, like, Will and Weez are my friends, so – they're back there. Will's Will's running the clock for me, so I could like pay attention to the board and make sure we get the right numbers on there. Um, and then once Russ hit his third squat, I I once Russ hit his third squat and Sean missed his third or he missed the second, but he made his third. I was like, okay, that bridges the gap. And then I'm always assuming, like, you got to give your you know assume your opposition is gonna have a great bench. Like he's gonna just you know all the last four times are different. This time he's gonna bench a lot, right? So I was like, okay, like let's say he hits. You know, and then and then I was talking to Will about it. Will does the math. Da, 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 da. I was like, damn, he'll have to hit this, this, and this. And I was like, yeah, he ain't doing that. <laughs> so so <laughs> then so then uh, you know, the bench was strict. It was really it was really strict um, this time, and you know, benches just build the total for us. And then once obviously like what happened with Sean, I was like, okay, now um, I actually stopped looking at Sean, and I didn't even I didn't even look at Angelo. I was looking at Gruden. Cause I worked with Gruden and I grew, know Gruden very well. And I was saying, okay, Gruden's probably capable of like 8.30. So what does Russ need to hit bare minimum? Okay, we do that on our second. And then I said to Russ many times in the video, I said, you get 7.11, it's over. You get 7.11, it's over. But I liked his opener. I upped it. I went to 7.16 and that just like, that just like really finished it. And then I was like, okay, do we go for PR total? Or do we just like go nine for nine? And I was like, ah, I'm just going to go nine for nine. So we put 7.27 on there. Um, I wasn't really, every time we do this matchup, every single time, it's always like, let's see how squats go. And then usually we'll go three for three. And then I'm just, we're just takes a lot of pressure off and we're chilling after that. Um, but I was, I was more, I was more like, I wanted to see bench. I wanted to see bench this time. Um, and then I, then I really knew like, okay, yeah, we're, we're good to go. Honestly, it was easy. Like it was, it was not. If, it was not a. If I'm gonna, if if I'm to just give a direct answer for me, like as a competitor, when I'm watching, um, to me, squat is kind of like the opening kickoff or just like the start, right? It's like maybe the first punch or the opening kickoff or whatever. Um, 
if you can't if you can't like get if you can't start off on a good note then it's probably gonna go to shit because like mentally you're in that moment like when it doesn't start off proper for you it's just hard to come back from that so like in respect to in respect to sean when i saw him miss his second i just looked and i was like it's over because now i'm thinking i want blood now like i'm gonna bury i'm not trying to like shit on him but i'm like i want to bury the competition when you miss a lift i'm like okay now i have to make this to completely end it so like he missed his second i'm like okay i'm gonna I'm kill my second and then i'm gonna put cream on top by killing my third too so that's like it's almost like a demoralizer kind of thing that's how i'm thinking about it so when i saw that second attempt i was like like all right cool like okay i'm gonna I'm kill my second and then you know he he got his third and i was like all right i'm gonna destroy my third so that's just kind of how i go about it and i was like once once he missed that second um, live just answer the question directly like i was like it's it's over because i want to bury it now i just want to say something um i believe that when lifters are competing uh or posting their lifts online when you post a pr and you have opposition and you're happy and everything's going well for you that is demoralizing for your opposition right for depending on them it's gonna it's gonna test their resolve on meet day, when you destroy a lift, right? If, if that lifter has any insecurity, if that lifter has any uh, weakness, it's going to, it's going to manifest. It's going to start to come out and it's going to, it's going to mess with their execution. You know, in training, you can create this like happy environment. You're playing your music. You're with your friends. Everybody supports you. It's all good. Da, 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 da. But when I am standing there with my guys and we are, we are like, we are like, we are your worst nightmare almost in that night, in that moment. Right. Because we're literally like everything that you want is behind us. And you know what I'm saying? And, and I know, I know what people think and feel um, when they see their opposition. I just, I just sent one of my lifters. I just sent him a, a, it was like five minutes of audio telling him like, that's a very hard, if it's embedded in you, like as a person to like be competitive and get, discouraged when you see your opposition like thriving that is not a um that's hard to for people to get over it's almost something that you need to like talk to a sports therapist about or you need to like work through it with your coach because it's it's an involuntary thing that is a part of your upbringing and there's something be before that so you something about how you were raised something about your a teacher that you had in the past there's something um about you that makes you feel uncomfortable um, when they, when you see your competition doing well, I know lifters that delete their, they had, they have deleted their IG completely. They've deleted it because they could not like, they'll just be like good. And then they'll see somebody like do something and then they're able to just fuck with them. And they just got to delete their whole page and not see it. And, and it's just, it's just like <laughs> Russ laughing. I know exactly what he's I, laughing about. Bro, Don't say it. Like, I mean, could you just imagine? Like someone hit something crazy, you're like, oh no, nah, fuck, I gotta delete my shit. <laughs> That's, you know, if you were, <laughs> yeah, it's happened, it's happened. I deal with a lot of people. Scared, you got, yeah. Yeah, gotta if work you, through it. If you, if you were, if you were the guy who hit the big squat, and you're like, what the fuck happened to so and so? Like, like, where do they go on Instagram? You're like, that was a big squat. <laughs> you, you know, your confidence is through the roof. Next time you see him at the competition, you're gonna be like, I think I got you, man. I think I'm in your head pretty deep if that happens. Also, um, real quick, powerlifters, like, powerlifters are like regular dudes or like failed, like, uh, like professional athletes. Some of them, like, ever, like a lot of my top guys, like, try to do real, like, real sports, um, uh, for which, for whatever reason, um, they didn't do it and 
you know, some guys, they never played sports, so they don't know how to deal with that stuff. And they get strong and they get in top five and then they got to deal with all the pressure of all those things and they just can't figure it out. Um, whereas like a professional athlete, like, like to stay on top for a long time, a professional athlete is going to have a fucking sports therapist. They're going to have like that. They're going to put themselves in the right mental state. Like for Tom Brady to be Tom Brady, I'm telling you like the pressure of Tom Brady's existence would just kill people. Like just, just, you know what I'm saying? Football is a little easier me personally, because like when I lose it's like me and my, like, like I got 10 other guys on the field with me and we all just felt that, um, you know what I'm saying? But it's still like, it's like, you have so much fucking pressure you know, the more it's like, um, I know exactly like what Keiko was talking about when he said he was relieved to miss. It's like a Jenga. It's like you're doing the Jenga, you're doing the Jenga. And it's like getting, it's getting like more unstable. The higher you go, it's like reaching like kind of this critical mass. Um, but for me, it's just like, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I like it. <laughs> like, I, I, I like it being stressed out. It makes me feel like, uh, you're alive, man. Like You're the, the yeah, hell, You're doing yeah. something. Like, like this is this is um. That's why I'm so like I'm always on Pete. Like, like, like Sheffield's gonna be nuts. Like we need the stress. Like hype it up, put all the pressure on. Like just gas it up. Like all the money. Like I want lifters to like if a miss if a lifter misses a lift, it's like you just lost ten G's right there. Like feel the pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, like I want I want like the we gotta push it higher, man. We gotta have high stakes. We gotta have. Um, and, and through that, through that, through that pressure, I, I, I really think that the cream are going to rise to the top. I know Gruden is a gamer and I know Gruden doesn't feel shit me day. And that's why I was looking at him after I was like, okay, like, what is Gruden going to do to make us like have to hit our lifts? Um, he got his lift, but then they overturned it. And then that allowed Angelo, you know, it's easy for Angelo to operate. Angelo, if you hear this, it's easy for Angelo. Cause he's like, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to hit my squat. I'm going to hit my little bench. And then I'm going to hit my deadlift. And then I'm going to wait to what do you motherfuckers <laughs> miss? And I'm going to load up. And I'm going to load up 8 million pounds. And I'm going to pull that shit. Whose medal am I taking? Who yeah, am I pulling? That's what he does. He's a thief. Angelo is he's a thief. A thief. He's, a, he's a spider. He's just like waiting in the in the web. He's like waiting. He's like, who's going to fuck up? Who's going to yeah. fuck up? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, was it, a- it goes it goes both ways though, because yeah, one he he gets to have the last say because he's the biggest delif, but that's also like the most pressure. That's the game winning shot right there. So then he has to put us up in monster lift, and he has to go out there and do it. Well, coaching wise, it's fucking easy because you the number is gonna come out. It's gonna present right. itself to you, like bro, you gotta yeah. hit this. So just but but he still has to go. He still has to go execute it. He's the I last. I actually delif. think I actually think he could have done uh five pounds less weight, but add the chip. I could be wrong, but um, I think he might have been someone was lighter. Tina pointed it out to me, but I, uh, I'm I'm not really too sure. But I don't know, Arian, if you have it in front of you. I have in front um, of me. Yeah, he did. He did weigh lighter than Sean, so he didn't have to beat him by the half a kilo. So could he? Could he have done less weight and add the chip? Yeah, he could have just done a half a kilo less and tied Sean on total and beat him on body weight. I mean, it was just it was it was like it's minimal weight, but I'm just it's just nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, yeah. The tough part is um Gruden because he's got the smaller dead. Looking at it, it's like, well, what if he didn't go up 10 kilo? Was it 10? I think it's 10 kilo went up. I thought he could do 320. Uh, in my opinion, I was like, oh, I know he could probably do 320. So I was just like, all right, cool. Just got to make sure Russ hits everything and then we don't have to worry about it. It's tough because Gruden having to go first. If he just did two and a half kilo less, if he could have got that 
he would have he, maybe he would be in second but when you got the smaller dead i like i agree with like i always prefer to beat a bit bigger debtor because when you go first you're just like mm. guessing when you're like i think i got like matt gary's asking him what is the biggest you got man because you got some monsters coming up behind you like what's the, what do you got and you your guy gives you the number and you're like Fuck, all right i hope you got it they almost you got should, it you, like if you would have go got down it, that, what is it if you could go down like a little bit from what they say, it's it usually is good. Like if you if you uh yeah yeah just do like a little bit less than what they're saying they have. Um, like if Russ goes, I got seven thirty. I'm like, I right, cool, put seven twenty seven or or whatever. <laughs> if you can, if you can, um, that's why I'm kicking myself over Keiko because I know I know my process with him, and it's like, what do you got left? And it's like, whatever he says, you do six pounds less. <laughs> like just that's yeah. it. do you, you even have I mean? the sides down six pounds. That's what yes. Yeah. He would have got it. You tell me. Look at his third pole. Tell me if he would have done. If he would have got it. It was like that. It was right fucking there. Yeah. It was right uh, fucking there. It's true, man. It's tough. It after after this sick. was all over. Um, how were you guys? Like, what was the feeling afterwards? You guys were like celebrating. I seen the videos. Obviously, he had to go. Were- he had to go to drug testing. So we were all just all like laying in the in the hotel, just chilling. And I mean, I was I was. I'll say mine and then I'll shut the fuck up because I feel like I'm talking a lot. Um, <laughs> I I had the boys, I had Mikey and I had Lugo that day, and I said I am not fucking losing tonight. I said I don't give a shit. I am fucking like I'm gonna be perfect and we're gonna we're gonna get this shit. And then when Russ won, it was like ah, it was like it was like avenging the boys. You know what I mean? I know it's yeah. not avenging, but it was like it was just for me. Is I needed that win, so I was really happy. So I thank Russ for that. Um, but then he went to go get drug tested and then I was just like, I was just chilling on the, on the ground. I think I FaceTimed one of my friends, uh, one of my guys and I was just talking to him and we were just waiting for him to come out of drug testing. Is it? Man, shit, I was, man, I was, it's weird because like you have so many emotions going into it and there, you play out the scenario like a million different times. Um, so for me, it's kind of like, you're still amped. You still want more. It's just like, fuck, I still want to fight or I still want to compete. I still want to do this. Right. Um, once that wears, once that wears off, it's like, whoo, shit, all that doubt <laughs> I had and like me, maybe not even be able to compete and like me, maybe even a portion of me even bought into the hype where it's like, damn, this might actually be the year where he puts it together or something like that. Or this might be the year where I, I won't be able to work, uh, to walk away with it. There's the pressure of just like letting all the home. Cause I had surprisingly, like, this is the first meet that my mom physically like was at. Like my mom was there, my sister was there, my brother was there. And on top of that, like I had my friends from Houston come f- like fly in to watch me compete, which never happens. Oh and shit! I had one of my homies that like basically like he lives in Colombia now. He had like a twenty-hour flight came down to watch like literally me. So I'm like, fuck. Oh, so once all that kind of came together and I was able to you know compete and put something together, I was like, man, I need to get fucked up. <laughs> I need to get yeah, no, they. They went out and I was like, really? I was I like, see I've been you here since shit, 6 a.m. Yeah. I'm like, we're in Vegas, man. We're, we're going to turn the fuck up. We're going to drink. Like, and I'm not even like that big of a drinker. I know when I see that, I was like, is he drinking? I wasn't yeah. sure if this was like, cause dude, you, you know, you, you, you got like a photo shoot going on. And, and I was like, I don't know if this is for the photos and the videos or you for really real were living that life that night. And I was like, oh, shit, man, I would have died to have been partying with Russ. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like for people that maybe you don't have like a, something to kind of pull from, man, imagine like being so fucking worried about school, right? You have a huge test coming up, maybe finals. 
and like you've just been stressing so much about it and then like you fucking finally take the test and you get like an a like an a you get an a and yeah. you're like that's, i mean that's it that's it for the summer like now you're free to go so i mean you're gonna fucking turn up you're gonna party yeah um, man. so yeah for me man we <laughs> yeah we got <laughs> one of these days ryan we're gonna do we're gonna be at a banquet and we're gonna Sir, top it up we one will of these we, days. we will one of these days for sure because it's we, gotta be it's gotta be popping though because i forget what year it was it was like it might have been a junior banquet that i saw I think it was 2018 i didn't even want to be there i just want to go home yeah, <laughs> yeah no we'll, calgary we'll, wasn't any good calgary was late. yeah uh, yeah no. but um yeah, but for but, me, it's, it's it's just about, like, I told myself, I'm like, bro, like, after all the stressors this time around, like, another storyline went by and we were still able to come out on top. I was like, I definitely have to celebrate this. Like, I have to. And then, plus, you're in Vegas, too. I mean, how can you not? Like, you know, there's so many temptations and things to do. Like, you might as well take advantage of that. For the time. Hell yeah. Because yeah. you don't drink very often, right? Like, how often do you get drunk? No, nah, yeah, I don't, I don't drink. It's not really my thing, so. Um, yeah, we, I, I was basically drunk from the point of when I competed to basically when I left. So. Oh, shit, dude. I, I'm fucking so upset I missed this. Russ, yeah, like, was, like, yeah. Fuck. We got to do this some point, but anyways. <laughs> it's, it's, it was just more so just telling myself because, like, just kind of going back to, like, the uh, mental aspect of things, like, you got to celebrate yourself sometimes. Like, you got to, you got to take, uh, take some time to kind of sit back and reflect on what you did and kind of celebrate that. Cause I'm, I'm the type of person. It's like, this me would have been over. And then I'm already like trying to like push past it. And I'm like picking apart my performance. I'm like, damn, like I only, I only told this, like, this is bullshit. Like I need to get better. And like, I'll probably hit Joey. Like, yo, we need the program. So I could probably start after like this week or whatever. So um, this time I'm just taking it smooth. I'm taking it easy. And I'm just like enjoying kind of like what we were able to do this summer. Russ, what is, Oh, go ahead, Arian. I was just going to say real quick, that sounds like some of the people at Worlds this week is like they won the world title and they're kind of like disappointed with their performance. Like, oh, I should have done better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not enjoying that. They just won a world championship. And like you guys had said, said earlier, you never know what's going to happen next year. They assume they're going to win the Worlds again and perform better. But what if you never win again and you never got yeah. to celebrate the one you did win? Yeah. Delaney, go ahead. Asked me recently, they're like, well, people always ask me, which is a question that annoys the shit out of me. It's like, what numbers are you going for, bro? What numbers are you going for? I'm like, man, like, fuck the numbers. Like, like, yeah. let me, like, I focus on winning first. Like, all that matters to me is coming in first. Whatever number that is, that's the number I'm going for. Um, number one. Like, once you get married to that number, you don't, like, the chance I, of you hitting a specific number is so low. Like, I don't even, I don't associate myself with that. If I'm able to PR on a meet total, awesome, uh, fantastic. But at the same time, or before any of that, I'm trying to win. Win first, and then the total will take care of itself. I actually did a video yesterday. I just posted it uh, where like uh, for a lot of guys, I was trying to get wins, trying to max them out and like win meets and shit uh, for a lot of sessions. And my guy, Ken, I think he had like a crazy ass PR total. I didn't even fucking know that. I was just, I was just like maxing them out. I don't even care about the numbers. It's like, bro, it's like, I see your strength and we're going to hit PRs. If you, I, and I told Delaney, I said, Delaney, like, I don't give a, fuck about prs i just want you to win you know what i'm saying and i think delaney delaney was one of those guys who was honestly um i've never had to grill russ uh i mean maybe i mean i'm honest with russ and i always tell him and he's usually very receptive but the world's team this year i fucking i was mad i was really mad i was like i was like i was telling them like it's like it's hard because i wasn't there 
to and if you watch the video that Duhan did with me and Russ, I'm like nitpicking all these little things. Like on bench, I'm telling him like how to like uh, you know, he got his first bench, but Will, my guy, was like, uh, yeah, his butt came up. This, this, this. So then I'm telling, I'm coaching the Russ. Okay, fix this. Like get your feet wider. Whatever this and that. With like Amanda, for example, she only got one bench. I'm not there to tell her that, and I know what to tell her. But if I'm not there, it's different, right? Um, uh, with Jesus, I got to tell him, make sure you make sure you lock your knees, make sure you get your shoulders back, whatever this and that. I can't nitpick these things when mm. I'm not there, so it's hard because I could be hard on the lifters, but at the same time, I'm not there, and they're so used to me. Like, like Keiko just lifts what he's told. He doesn't have any decision making on meet day, so he. It, I almost feel bad for him because he wasn't. Um, like there's nothing, there's nothing really that he could have done because when we're together, that position is delegated to me and I handle that. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm not there, it's like this, this, this thing that's usually handled and he never has to worry about, you know, maybe in the back of his mind, he's like, oh, Joey's not here. Like, is he going to, is the right number going to be called? Like, and there might be, you know, it's just, it just sucks. Cause, cause I wasn't there, but I did want to say Russ out of all the nationals that you've won one, two, three, four, five. Which one is, which one was your favorite or which one has like the most significant uh, meaning or, or impact for you? I would say the first, because there's just nothing like, and some of those, there's, there's nothing like that, just freedom of just coming in and like, no one knows who the fuck you are. Yeah. And I'll just never forget, like when I hit that squat attempt, it's just like, when I hit my third, it was like people were being introduced to me and there was like no expectation. So like, it's, it's almost like we came in together on that one. And I feel like that's where things kind of started. So for me, like I could always look back on that one. I'm like, like, fuck man, that was, that was like a special one. And then oddly enough, uh, I would say the fourth one is pretty special too. The one last year, like, yeah. after, um, that was because a lot of shit was said. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one was like this type of emotion times like two, because it's just like there's the back and forth through the camps were just like at an all time high. Um, there's even rumors of like a certain type of bench that would benefit, you know, obviously Sean. Mm. There's just a lot of different conversations that were just hyping me up, and then I was just coming off of me where I almost bombed on squat. <laughs> so it the like the feeling of demolishing squat. It's probably the best feeling I've had in a competition. Like that third attempt we did last year was, I don't think there's anything like it. <laughs> that, uh, that was so like, that was, he peaked, he like over peaked. Like he, he, he hit like, he, he, it was so fucking fast. I was like, bro, this could have been a second attempt. And he got better. He got better and better. Um, and I mean, I was telling people, I was like, I was like, this time I'm going to set his top end at 733. And then we got hurt. So then I had to change everything, had to redo everything, had to just got kind of go from like see see where we're at. Um and it was it was nuts, man. But yeah, I'm with you. Honest uh the first one, it's weird. Like like when you win your first one, I had already won two before with John. Um, but I but but I was I was I was like I was like it it, it solidified to me like this guy is a gamer. This guy, this guy is going to be like, we're going to be great because he listens. He does everything he's supposed to do. Um, he doesn't stress. You don't complain. Like I was like, this guy's going to be amazing. And, and let's see what the future holds. And fucking five years later, it's like, there's more than five years. Cause you know, COVID took one of those years from us, but um, you know, just seeing, seeing everything that we've done 
it, it's just looking back, it was like, I know this is going to sound weird, but it's like, I feel like we think, we think of ourselves in a future place and then we do stuff and like we get there. Like, I don't know how, if that makes sense. It's like everything that we're doing was stuff that we knew we could do. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Like, it does, like, man. I, yeah. I read a lot of books and a lot of athletes say like, I fucking always picture myself a certain way. And then um, when you start getting there, it starts freaking you out anyways. You're never prepared for it. But it is, so you're still like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Even though you always, like when you started out, you believed, I can have five titles. I can have six titles. I can be a world champion. I can, I'll have major showdowns and whatnot. You believed it. But even though you believed it, when it's happening, you're like, oh fuck, this is happening, man. This is, it's, but that happens a lot with athletes, man. Yeah. I think for, oh, uh, I'll go real quick. Uh, I think for me, it's like, you just focus on the process and everything else comes like focus on training, make sure training is good. Make sure nutrition is good. Mentals are good. Communication is good. And then all that other, all the, like, like all the other stuff, like will just come. Um, and I think that makes it easy. If you think about like, man, I really want to win this meet. I hope we win this meet. And you're just like, so focused on that. And for me, it's like, how am I like, what is the, like, how are we going to get there? We need to do all these things first. You know, to win the football game, you got to do, you got to play offense, you got to play defense, you got to play special teams, you got to make the right calls, you got to rotate the right guys in and out. Like, you have to do all these different things. And then you can get the result that you want at the end. And sometimes there's going to be a tough call. And you're going to, dude, I had so many fucking heartbreaks that week. Like, it was like, I was like, all right, that, like, I look back and I'm like, I did fucking everything perfect and it just didn't go our way. And it's hard to swallow, but you just got to do that. But with Russ, it's like, our, it's like we overcome that. Because we are undeniable on squat. We are undeniable on bench. We are undeniable on deadlift. And everybody could talk all the shit that they want about Russ's grip, but they don't know that his gym literally sweats wet air. So his grip is going to slip sometimes, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally. I didn't hear nothing either. Uh, who, is, who is this? We're about I this. Swear, <laughs> some, someone put it in front of my face. It was Arian Messi Kamesi. It, it was me. No, 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 no. I dare, I dare anyone to come train at Crimson Strike. I promise you, hold on to shit. Oh my god, <laughs> Weez is dying right now. He's yeah, literally he, dying. Anyone that comes to my gym is so funny because they're like, oh, I just can't hold on to the bar. I'm like, it's not a problem for me. Like, he right. trains in higher gravity. He literally trains in like three, like ten times gravity, and then meet days just. It's 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 crazy, man. It's uh, I I I trained at that gym when I went to see them last June, and I had to stop. <laughs> Because it's, <laughs> I was like, man, this heat is unbelievable. This is not, it's not like California where, like, with air, it's air heat. It's like heat, but it's like there's air. It's right. like it's just fucking wet, hot. It's like, it's crazy, man. But anyway, it was, it was, uh, going back to that visualization thing, it's like, I remember, I remember going to a meeting about powerlifting for UH uh, for their powerlifting team. And I remember sitting in that meeting, and all I could think about was like, okay, like, I obviously want to do powerlifting, but what do I need to do in order to be the best in my weight class? Like, what do I need to do? And I remember after the meeting, I went up to uh, the coach at the time, and I was like, hey, um, my name is Russell Orhe. I want to compete in this weight class, like the APPG weight class. Um, I think I could be really good. What do I need to do? And, like, who is a top lifter in this division um, in which I have to, like, you know, be in order to be the best? And, you know, I just kind of started formulating, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to get to that point. So, you know, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z, how can I expect to not get there? 
So I just told myself, work hard and, and hit these benchmarks and then you'll be there. So I think of things like reverse, like if I'm going towards a goal, I think about the end goal and think about, okay, I need to hit these check marks in order to get to that point. Like reverse engineer it back. Like what is yeah. everybody else doing and how much, like you make commitments to yourself and you pay it. Yeah. No, we don't. I don't think we do what everybody else is doing. I mean, that's what helps me is I just, I don't even, I don't know what anybody's doing. <laughs> not know. like, not like programming wise. I just mean like uh, uh, yeah. general sense. Like, like if he's training four hours a day, I'm training for it. Like how much, how, how all in is the expectation type deal. But uh, yeah, well, that's true, man. You, like you find out how, how much are these top end people going in? Like a lot of people think they're giving it, but they're not fucking oh, giving yeah. it. I was about to say, there's a lot of people that think they're training hard and they're not really- <laughs> like no you, know, you could be lives in your own little bubble and then like you go on instagram once you see fucking angela pulling 787 you're like oh shit how did yeah. that possible like okay i need to train i need to train differently to, to maybe try to you know expedite the process a little bit more but you know there's 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 a lot of times where i look at certain individuals like you just haven't been exposed to what's capable so like you're not working hard enough um so yeah i think i think oftentimes like if you get fixated on just like what you're doing by yourself you have to find that happy medium. You have to be aware of what other people are capable of, but also be aware of what you're capable of and, and hyper-focus in that lane. I wanted to get your impression. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen, maybe you've just seen the highlights, Russ, and yourself also, Joey. But at Worlds, we all were thinking it's, it's Delaney versus Tim. And you had faced him last year, Russ, but he didn't do this. When fucking Enahoro from Hungary hit first off an 800 pound oh, I, deadlift and loaded up 385 850 yeah. fucking pounds yeah. and had it locked out he's an 83 850 pounds he locked I, it out i knew i knew i knew uh, that he could do that like i i, I was talking to will i was talking to will and i was like oh yeah he's like, your guy oh, yeah i said i said I was like, well, Delaney's going to be mad. And, and honestly, like Delaney's my guy, but like, it would be stupid if you guys didn't just fucking load it. Cause you're going to get 30 either way. I, he could have, he could have, he could have got second. Um, but there was so, so if he would have went first, he would have got Sheffield. I think, I don't know what kind no, of you gotta load for the win, man. You got to load for the win. I love yeah, that. So dude. he loaded it up and, uh, he, I mean, I mean, I wasn't, it did surprise me. I knew he was going to do that. And, and, uh, Will was joking, like, I think he could do 833 clean. And I was like, probably. I was like, I was like okay, like, that's, we, honestly, this would have hurt. Like, Delaney would have been sad, but I'd be like, honestly, we fucking deserve it. We miss a third deadlift and we miss a squat. Like, what do you expect? Like, we can't do that. Like, we cannot do that. Like, if, if we, if you, if you miss lifts, like, guess someone like that's going to come and they're going to jump you. What did you think about it, Russ? I'm going to use yeah. the restroom, but I'll still hear, I'm still going to be able to hear you guys. I'm just going to mute myself. I, one, was not aware. <laughs> this moment. Yeah. Oh, I, really? I, I was like, that, that, like, I didn't, first of all, like, you know, when you see the number first in the caption and like, yeah. the thing hasn't loaded yet. I said, man, who the fuck? I was like, <laughs> Eight, eight, I was like 850. Like, that's not 750. That's not like 770, 800. It's 850 damn near. So I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? And when I saw who it was, I was like, didn't I compete against him last year? Yeah, man. I was like, where the hell was this last year? Like, I think he missed like seven. We were battling for the deadlift record, I think. Like, and yeah. I, I just, I left it at 733. And he, I think he blew up like 740 or 750. Or I don't, I can't remember exactly what, but yeah. I saw that. I was like, 
it looked stupid. I was like, I <laughs> I, respect to him, man. I, I mean, shit. There's nothing to say on that. I was just, I was just literally looking at it. I was like, because I, I, one of my goals was to have like the best squat in my weight class and the best deadlift, and that ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, it's in Hungary. That's yeah, fine. I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm gonna fucking got that shit. Like, yeah. best, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could get to that point. I'd have to be in a better weight class, I think. But. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, man. Are yeah. you good? Okay. Are you... Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, he's, I actually he's, have a he's like, I'm taking a shit right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Story, story, story. I have One a story. Episode. I have a story. I got to tell you guys. I got to tell you guys. So, okay. um, about Ina. So, he last year, he was, he, we didn't do much training coming into the meet, but I remember we were getting ready to go to Worlds and it was the first Worlds after COVID. So I was like looking at the team, seeing who we're trying to go. And I asked Will, I said, what's going on with Ina? And he's like, oh, he's like really busy with school. He's like kind of stressed out. Um, and like he, you know, there's a lot of, he's got a lot of life shit going on. So I said, you know what? Let me reach out to him. So I reached out to him and I had, a, I sent him some audio and I said, we'd love to have you. Like real, Will loves working with you. We, you know, we believe in you. And, and I said, anything you need to make this happen because you already qualified for worlds. It would fucking suck. If you couldn't go for money, for anything, like just anything that we could help you with, please, I want, I want you to experience this and I want you to go there. It would be, it would, I would feel so sad if you couldn't go to world because of stupid shit. Right. So he hit me up and he said, I'm going through a lot right now, Joey, but I really appreciate your words. I didn't expect you to like, even like, I don't know, people get like, I notice everyone, but I just don't like, you know, he works with Will. So I'm just not out directly working with him. And he said like, your words really mean a lot to me. Like, and, and let me get back to you. So like the next day he hits me up and he goes, honestly, man, like I'd fucking love to represent you guys. Like I'll, uh, I'll make it happen. And we made it happen. And he showed up and he actually like, like he's doing good, man. I, I just need, I feel like oh, if yeah. he gets like good training, if he gets like good training and, and, and things outside the gym, yeah, he squatted 600. He's not like, he's not like weak, you know, like he's, he's, he's getting there, but I feel like, um, He's doing good, and and I'm really happy that he stuck with it because he could have very easily, like he could have very easily just been like, oh no, I'm too stressed out. But like he really wanted to do it, and I mean now, now we have this incredible story about how he loaded an impossible weight. I like Angelo, you got some work to do, boy. Cast from it, like like that's a lot of weight on there. So, um, he's he's a great kid, and I'm just so happy he was able to compete. And and that dude, that that pull was nutty. Like he locked it out. It was wild because he had like 375 in or something like that. And then they put the switch in for 385. And everyone, like a bunch of the coaches and lifters in the warm room, just started running out to go around yeah. to the front to go watch as a person. And so I'm back there with Delaney. And Delaney's just on his knees, like looking at the screen in the back. <laughs> like, He's like, because, this guy's a madman. Because he thought, he thought like, you know, okay, the, like Jurens went, Owen went. Like, you know, I got the win. And then they put the change. And like, oh, shit, I could lose. And he's like, on his knees. <laughs> He's like, he says his like, heart was sinking, and this, as Enda's going to pull, he, like, put his head down. He didn't want to, like, look at the lift. Dude, it was – here's it's like, when he put in seven – when he put in 345, so, like, almost 700 – it was 755 pounds or 760 pounds. I'm like, that's an opener. And I'm like, is that – that that's a bullshit. I, 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 on the broadcast, I'm like, that's not a real opener. They're going to change that before they start. They got two minutes. Nope. And when they – when he went, I was like – is he flying too close to the sun? Let's see if that moves like an opener. Cause that's probably going to be a grinder fucking flu. And I'm like, 
what does this mean now? So then the second attempt is <laughs> his second attempt is 800 pounds, that 800 is- pounds second. And I'm like, this has got to be a hell Mary. We're at the end now. They, they're, they're, they've moved him too far, too quick. Second attempt. He'll probably miss it. Or if he gets it, it's a grinder. Blast 800 it. pounds. He blasts 800. And I'm like, and then when he put on 385, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's stupid. It's crazy. That's 847. Exactly. 847 pounds. We're talking 850 by an 83 kilo. And I'm like, this could happen. Like, well, I'm losing it. His on the grip broadcast. is like, insane, man. I don't, I don't, that has to be like the single best lift from a lifter. Like, Across all weight classes, in my oh, opinion. oh yeah, I agree, man. and he failed it. <laughs> no, because well, even if you look at it, registered in my mind properly, because like I, I remember when I saw it, I'm like, okay, if he if he had if he went to eight fifty, what the fuck did he do before? I look at it, I was like, that's eight hundred. Like he moved it, like I was like, god damn, like nothing. Hey man, what's crazy is you know he's a junior, by the way. Sorry, Joe. He's a junior. He's a kid. He's a child. What's crazy is that Wilson did four hundred. He tried four hundred point five, I think. Yeah. And Ina is like, like right there. Like Ina's like two two weight classes down. Yeah, it's insane. I'm trying to talk him into. I'm commentating Junior Worlds, and I'm trying to talk him into doing Junior Worlds, but I think he's gonna do Europeans. But he's a junior man. Like by the time he's like. Your age, Russ, what the fuck? What are we talking, 900 pounds in his hands? This is, this is crazy. If he gets a bench press on him, holy smokes, man. Delaney's got to be careful. Delaney's got yeah, to make your list, man. Got to make your list. And this also brings me back to what I wanted to ask you, Russ. So for just, just Jessica Binder in 76 is last year. Skates mm-hmm. through, everything's fine. And people come out of fucking nowhere. And a 19-year-old from Poland who is 20 by the time worlds rolls around push Jess to the brink and she's pulling the biggest deadlift we've ever seen in the IPF just to win by like body weight. Like it was crazy. Uh, what happened? So people come out of nowhere, right? They just pop up. Is this what you anticipate when you look to the future? Is this, is this what you're telling yourself? Like somebody's going to fucking come. This isn't always going to be 20 kilo spreads comfortable where I may or may not need my last poll. Like, is this, do you, do you, do you welcome it? Cause I, for me, your biggest, most impressive win is Brett Gibbs, 2019. And that's until that happened, you had the potential. But once you did that, it was like, he's the fucking man. That's yeah. when you're, that's it. But like, do you long for it? Do you miss it? Will it be anxious when like someone comes around and you're like, holy shit, for real though, yeah. this is going to be down to the last day. Um, it's kind of weird because I already approach, like my approach to every single meet is almost like that in a sense, because you, like, in a sense, you have that with Sean and then you have that now with other lifters, it's just that they don't put it together on the actual platform. So like leading up to the meet, it's still stressful because you're just like, it could be the meet where things work out for them. Right. Cause like it, like, I'm not saying like, if we're both at our best, I think I'm still better. But it's still that stress of like, I still need to be at my best. So I'm still pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, but I'm very aware that like, number one, we're probably the most uh, heavily populated weight class just because like 180, that range is a very, very popular weight. Um, so like I'm, I'm mentally prepared for someone to just pop out of the woodwork and I'm accepting that challenge. I'm like, because I kind of popped out of the woodwork. It's just like, you know, I kind of came out of nowhere and did my thing. So I'm, I'm almost open and welcome to see who that next person is going to be. And then I think a true testament of greatness is being able to overcome that uh, where you have like a new young person. It's like being able to push that off a little bit. 
kind of like with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, like obviously you see that Patrick Mahomes is going to have the next couple of, maybe the next decade or so, but you still have this, this older goat that's kind of like still dictating his terms. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going I'm to give it to you when I want to give it to you. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if that's ever going to happen. And I definitely want it to happen. Um, and yeah, it, it doesn't like worry me in a sense of like, oh, fuck, like I'm scared someone's going to come. I'm just like, I want it to happen to see what I'm going to be capable of when that challenge presents itself. Like, because this obviously no disrespect to Sean, he's a phenomenal lifter. But like, like you said, I think most people would say both at your A game, you're the stronger lifter. But with like, um, eventually you're going to run into someone like you've said previously. When I, when I beat Brett, I was like, I don't know if I'm a stronger lifter. Or you even said, I think he's the stronger lifter. I, I, he's still the stronger. I mean, but, but, at that, but, at the time, like, yeah, if he was on and like he hits, he goes nine for nine and I go nine for nine, like he's stronger. Like, yeah. Which is amazing. That's what sports are so amazing when you beat that guy. And yeah. then when, when, with, uh, I was talking to Jess afterwards when she beat Agatha and I was like, Jess, I'm telling you, and this is like the beautiful thing in sports that I want you to, I want this to happen again to you. And I know it's stressful. And it's it like during it, leading it, the day of is going to be crazy stress. But the moment I remember telling Jess, I was looking across the platform. I saw you in the wings and they were fucking loading up the biggest deadlift in IPF history. And that's what it was going to take for you to, for you to do this. And I remember looking at her face when her song was on in the headphones and the Canadian team was like, let's go, let's go. And she's like, <sighs> like getting like getting ready. And I remember feeling like, holy fuck the, she got pushed to the brink and afterwards she was like never in my wildest dreams do i think i'm gonna have, have the biggest deadlift period in the women's division and she's like i got pushed that i would never load and i would never go that far and she's walking out to it and after she hit it she does that jump up in the air and it's like the, everyone's like oh it's like because you don't know you're literally walking out to a lift where you're like I got no fucking idea. This is crazy. We're going to do this, but load, load it, load it. And I'm going to win a body weight by this little monster. And it's, um, I want it when I picture, like, you know, eventually if you keep coming around, it's going to happen. And, um, and you had it before and it's going to come again. And it's fucking moments, gosh, and it, moments, they come out of nowhere. Yeah. Moments like that are just so, those are my favorite type of moments. Cause it figure out, you find out like who you are, like, that's right. Awesome, right. So it's like, going back to that competition with Brett Gibbs, like we knew we had to go nine for nine. There, there was no missing. You can't miss. I, miss I, I, I lose. Like there's no chance. Right. So I remember like, I was like, okay, don't even look at the numbers, man. Just focus on like actually getting the lifts. And we loaded up that six, like 94 or 91 or whatever you did on that 30 ton on squat. And I was like, I need this. <laughs> and it was like, it was a, it was a, it was a grinder. Yeah, man. Yeah. So like, I mean, he ended up missing some lifts, but it's just like, when you put something on there, you're looking at it, you're like, this is literally like, this is literally like a culmination of all the hard work that I put in. I have to move this weight in order to like, to keep going or to secure the win. So yeah, that, that, that feeling, I love it because some people, they feel it and they freak out. They're like, holy shit. Like, I don't like the feeling. And like, they just, they just miss the lip off of nerves. But like, you have to realize that's your body. That's like adrenaline running through your body. So it's like, either you're going to use it to succeed or you're going to let it like cause you to crumble. So yeah, I, I I I yearn for moments like that, man. I would kind of miss that shit. It'll come, man. Th these freaking people come out of nowhere, man. Yeah. Well, sure. it, really, what Arian said about you know you don't know when you're gonna win again or rest or one of you guys. 
I know Russ had a little speech on it. Agatha might just destroy her next year. You know what I'm saying? Like she, it might not even be a thing. And and what Jessica has to gain all the weight and then go through the cut again and do all that. And Agatha's just like, like, oh, I, I SBD six times a week. <laughs> I know. And, and and she does. And, yeah, and uh, she does equipment too. And she just like for her to be that close. Um, I mean, for to be so young, it's like it would be unless Jessica like changed something about her life to where she could get more out of training, like like she didn't have to work a regular job and could just train. Um, I don't I don't see I mean I mean I mean I talked to Jessica she knows I'm a fan. I remember her in twenty sixteen when she was a little tiny string bean. Um and she won juniors, I believe. Yeah, she did. And yeah. uh I'm just saying how I see it. Like it's gonna it's I don't know if she's been pressured like this before. Um and you know, I keep telling uh by the way, Amanda did try to pull over Jessica's, but she is way class up, but we dropped it. Uh just just you know, nobody was saying, Oh, the biggest deal I've ever like no one cared when Amanda did, but uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, cause we did we did it and we blew it up, it was fast, we just dropped it. Uh, cause I wasn't there to tell her to hold it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm serious, like I have to be there, like it's it's different. But anyway, um I just feel like and I told Ru- I asked you this, Russ. Uh, I said, "What if an uh, interesting like lifter came out of nowhere and was like on the IPF scene? Like, would that would that interest you to like go over there and fight him? Like, would that in- would that would that be like, dang, I want to compete against this guy? I mean, it might not even take that. My slide back to IPF. Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Oh, don't tease us! Yeah, oh, Jesus. Look at Joey! Look at Joey! <laughs> <laughs> I just like there's I mean I'm always evaluating I'm always like scoping the field out and shit and it's just like when I made my decision to stick with the USAPL it was like with the information that I had at the moment um and that, I mean that, that that could change like my goals could change my expectations could change and just like what I'm seeing um might just you know influence me to do something different but yeah I mean yeah there's there's like little things I've been paying attention to so can you, you know. imagine sorry go ahead I thought you were done no 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 I'm just okay saying, can you imagine um delaney enna and he's he's got like 10 kilo on his bench and he make it happen now delaney enna he's got he's got 10 kilo on his bench and this is this is this is the oh fuck and <laughs> and taylor atwood goes up to 83 now if taylor delaney the current world champ delaney taylor atwood the goat and Enna, who is the miracle man, who conceivably by next year when he's he's, not, he's still a junior, by next year when he's in the open, he's got 10 kilo on his bench and his deadlift is fucking limitless. This is a new cast of characters that that haven't we haven't seen. If you battle these cats, oh my god! I want, I, I would I would want Taylor to, to move up. I like 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 not like uh, animosity wise, but like just as like a. Like I super super that, the, the 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 buzz around that I feel like would be good. What do you think, yeah. Russ? I mean, Joey, respectfully, with the training that we put together in the last couple of months, like, I don't even think that shit's like a it's it's not like a good conversation in my yeah. opinion. You know what I'm saying? But I can't I can't really say anything because I haven't put it on the platform and like I really wanted to do that this time around so I can understand the conversation. But like uh, this the strength that we at right now, I don't. I think yeah. what 
I think right now that's probably like the closest person because like you look at the 82 yeah. and a half at oh, USAPL yeah. and they're they're like hoping and dreaming you miss your third squad and your third third deadlift just to give them a chance to possibly win. If if they if you make those, then they can't win. So right now on paper, Taylor's the closest person. For sure. I just you know, because I still think like this competition, the numbers that I put in this competition, I it's not hit. I'm yeah. not even about that. I'm like, I'm like, if y'all think that's where I'm at right now, good luck. <laughs> We didn't train for like we, even 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 when we could train even when we could train I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys like if you take like um what, you got hurt what eight weeks out nine ten weeks out yeah eight eight weeks out about yeah out of all eight weeks even the one day the one day where he was able to do like a, a decent single with like a little bit of back down work that was not a that was like way below a normal day for us it was it was. It was just like I, I was just like it's something like we, it was what we could do, you know. Um, so, yes, if I told her, I said there's an alternate universe where Russ did not get hurt, and I think I think if that Russ would have hit that total, eight fifty, eight fifty five, eight sixty, I don't know if people. I, the, the thing is though with Taylor, it's just a different person, you know. It's just a different. At least it's a different fucking person, you know. It's like right. we're going against the same guys. I just want. Well, know, I, I would love to compete with Taylor because Taylor's a dog. Like Taylor. Taylor's not going to be like, he's not going to be in, intimidated by my my backstage yeah. tactics or, it's not like it's not like I go out of my way to do things, but there's a certain like presence that like if you know how to do it, you know how to do it, and he knows how to do it too, and he's I, the only other lifter that I've seen around that knows how to do it that just intimidate off of presence alone, and I'm well, sure you know what I'm talking about. It, I know, I, I know what you mean. For yeah, sure. like you just walk around with this air. You're just like, I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about you. I'm in my own zone. So yeah. I, would, well, I would love to compete against you. Like, that's why you two be yeah. amazing. I think, I think it's like, it's like in the UFC when like Izzy beat, the, beat everybody. And he was like, all right, let me try to go up and go against Jen. And then he lost, but it was still, it was still cool. It was like, I was, I hated that. I was like, brother, I'm nervous. I don't want him to do this. Like, I want you to lose. You know what I mean? It would be like Russ saying, I'm going to try to move up. I'd be like, I don't like this. I want to do that. Like, like we're doing great right now. We got this groove. Um, but I mean, whatever he wants to do, I'll support him. But yeah, I just think Taylor would be a new thing. It's not even. I I, I like I like Taylor. There's no. Um, I like Taylor too. He's a Taylor. Dog. I, Taylor's. I love Taylor. Taylor's one of the few guys that like when I came in, when I won my first nationals 83s with John Hack, Taylor was there. He was the he was the old. He's like the only guy from that generation that's still here that's still doing stuff um uh i mean ray ray's not even really there right now Dennis not like not taylor really right respectfully yeah. he's one of the lifters that i look at and i'm just like i need to sharpen my like he he keeps me sharp at this point like it's it's him and it's other lifters like um i mean it's just, i mean honestly it's just taylor um for me personally <laughs> <laughs> i did a podcast with taylor uh way back and his like I really enjoyed talking to him because I was like, this guy plays sports. <laughs> this guy yeah. plays sports. So like he, yeah, he gets it. Thing, like he's played sports. So he just understands the psychological component of it. And then on top of that, he's just a dog. So it's just like, you know, when you see, like, if you're a dog, you can see another dog. So it's just like, I, I really like his mentality. What he brings to uh, competing. The, the longevity, you know, yeah, like that's, that's, that's. Yeah. And like, he's a goat in, in like two goats clashing is, riveting stuff like, actually like that was the first thing i asked i don't remember who i asked it was one of the officials 
And I said, how many, I literally said, how many does Taylor have? And I think they said six or seven. I was like, all right, I got to do two more. I've been here for a long time. I've seen him around. It was like, I remember when it used to be him versus this other guy, like something. At Worlds, at Worlds, right? Yeah, I think so. He actually beat him once. Shell, Kajel, say his name properly, Aaron, sorry. I don't know. Shell, Shell. He beat him once and then Taylor beat him after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're one and one. Um, and then Taylor did Taylor, uh, but Shell actually won in equipment and in classic. Like he's a world champion in both divisions, and he was. And Taylor came up; he was the man. And Taylor came up, and he beat Taylor. And then fucking Taylor and STG and all them. Taylor's dad rolled up on Jason Trouble famously. Was like, "That's not gonna happen again. You better get my son ready." <laughs> and then, um, so Taylor won 2018, and Shell was in there. So then 2019, um, he was like, you won when I was in there. But last time I was there, I beat you. So Taylor and him were like, we're going to fucking settle this 2019. And that's when Taylor hit another, a whole nother gear. And afterwards, Shell was like, fuck me. Um, it is, it is, this guy's this guy's on another level now. And ever since it was that kind of situation. But yeah, man, Taylor has a 74 totaling 838.5. Like if you guys clashed, it would bring, it might be, a situation where you're looking across like can you picture like i just told you a story about me looking at jessica bittner and she's like holy fuck um it might be a situation where i'm looking across it's you it's taylor and you're like i'm going against a goat like people are people are going to remember taylor for years now in the mm-hmm. records he did and you'll be like for you'll all over again because you know you won't have a 20 if you do 838 you might lose because no. he's going to be a weight class up you will be like I can't you all over again, that same feeling you had when you saw Brett, you would be like 840 and up or else I lose. I can't miss that feelings back. And you'll be like, whoo, this is it, baby. This is, you know, we're back. We're back in that showdown shit. That's, that's why, um, fuck, man, if I, if I can make one thing happen, that's in, in this. A 59.5. What's that? <laughs> I have, I have Russ conservative squat. <laughs> easy like no progress on bench and conservative deal of 859.5 so if, if taylor could beat that i mean shit like but, but <laughs> when you see when you see sheffield come around is it intriguing to you to be like um fuck it, michael if i went the ipf route and i ended up in sheffield we'll but- see well I, I i okay i'm gonna let russ answer um but i think because i would die say- if Sheffield gets like a hundred thousand fucking live views, right? And it's just the biggest thing ever. And ESPN's talking about it, and it's just fucking nuts, right? And SPD just goes explodes, right? I think Russ yeah. would be like, that interests me a little bit. Like, I don't think um I just don't think it's gonna be that crazy. Like, I don't like I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I just don't see it. What if you see me and Ryan? Like, I don't, I don't see it being like this super spectacle thing. Um, just because like the split, like the division of the USAPL and the IPF just kind of fucked a lot of that stuff up. Uh, so I'd be surprised like if it, if it like is this huge spectacle and it's like amazing, incredible, it gets picked up. Then obviously I'm going to be like, damn, I wish I was there. But I think what's going to happen is going to be like a, a, maybe like something on par with the IPF, maybe even less. And then that's just going to be it. Like, 
that's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong, but I just don't see like people. I'm not around like other publishers, and they're excited about fucking Sheffield. Like, not really? Because like, everybody is that I talk to. That's, that's not the conversations we. Um. Talking. Well, I know that the 59 kg champ already said he's moving over. I mean, Petrie told me to my face, said I'm gonna come get your boys, and I said come over then. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's 93. That's 59. Uh, I don't know if Bob or Ashton would come over. Um. But I did hear a lot of people saying in USAPL, and this could work against the IPF, they were really happy, actually, that I, I know this sounds dumb, that Taylor wasn't there because they made it interesting, like, who's going to win? Whereas if Taylor was there, it just killed everyone. But if Perkins was there, he would just, you know, he would just beat everyone. So it's just like, we'll see what happens next year. And Dion's coming up, you know what I mean? Um, so he's in the mix. And, and honestly... I don't know what's I don't I still don't know how all this stuff is gonna play out. Somebody asked me, um, I forget who it was. They said, okay, now that world's happened, now that raw nats happened, like, what are you what are you like what are you feeling? And I'm like, well, um I really enjoy having a prime time every night and like, all right, let's let's go to war every night. Let's do it. Who we got? And I could have got that at worlds too. I don't like dealing with the travel, I don't like dealing with this. I would have liked to meet Emil. I would have liked to meet, you know, a lot of these lifters. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, um, raw nationals has something to it that like, I've never felt in the IPF, if that makes sense. And the IPF, it's always, we're alone. Like me, like when we were in Sweden, it was just like, we didn't have our families. There it was me and Russ ate alone after it was just me and him at a little tiny little like cafe thing. And then he had, he literally left right after that. It's not like when you're here where you have all your friends here, you have everybody here. Uh, my brother was here, like, you could see me, like, doing it in person, and Russ's family was there, and it's just it's just different in the States. And I would love, I don't know if Worlds is going to ever be in the U.S., but if they did a Worlds in the U.S., man, like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to come out on top. I hate that they're split. I liked it better when it was connected. Um, and it's, it's like like I said, I feel like, in my opinion, I think Russ would go to what is the most interesting conversation, what has the best production, what has the most, like, gas behind it. Um, you know, one thing that USAPO does that nobody else can do is, like, they do a really, really awesome, like, collegiate, like, collegiate circuit um, and getting the kids into it and then transferring the kids over to junior and open. That is, like, a huge thing. And honestly, I feel like that's going to take them – um far and also the usapl's flexibility i don't know if you guys saw the rules that they changed yeah uh you can lift your head on bench now i don't know when that's coming into effect we're not doing that but i'm just saying like you could um and which is weird and then you could wear like a fat ass belt like you could wear a belt that's like 15 millimeters which is like like i, I mean i don't even know i don't even know what that is but um it's just interesting to me so i don't know they might make a rule change and it's like oh my god this is like so good so i don't know i have a question if everyone's ready to be honest right i have a I'm, let's do let's do like a quick little study okay if when i say sheffield what's your like what's your reaction like in, in regards to like do you think this is going to be like a special you think it's gonna be the next biggest thing right because for me personally i just go off of like just general instant feeling when i hear it i'm just like I don't know if it's going to be like what everyone's saying is going to be like me personally. Like when I, I feel like, it, eh. I feel like it's only me saying it. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like a glorified 
not local meat, but like a glorified, like, well, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But I don't think like world spectacle to where like everyone's paying attention. Everyone's like wondering what, what's going to happen in that arena. I, see, see I, don't, I don't know if it's, I, maybe it's from where you're at, but I was at Worlds uh -huh. and 100% the vibe, everybody was talking Sheffield. And uh -huh. um, when I talk to people, like uh, the vibe I'm getting is fucking like, yeah, there's a lot of excitement around Sheffield because it is like, it is a spectacle because all the money involved and like um, all these people clashing for that big of a bag and they're going to go all like, Taylor Atwood is going to go, balls out because he might have to you know or whoever shows up like you're the bags are ridiculous so people are going to go all out and clashing and they're going to try to make some clashes head to head like when it was you and brett the trilogy um so they're trying to look at the possible mashups so it would be like a possible trilogy who knows I, i'm not going to speak out of school by certain names but they want clashes that we've seen that push to the brink like if you think of agatha versus jess you know they're telling themselves could we sell a rematch? Oh, fuck yeah, you could sell. Like, I, that was one of the best sessions I've ever seen. Yeah. 76, Jess in Agatha and Kaiko Chance in the rest of the 93s. I was like, I was going crazy. This is the stuff that they're like, we're going to do that, but the winner is going to get like bags on bags in the production the whole night. So th there's a lot of excitement. The problem is it depends where you're at. If uh -huh. you were, if you're in Texas, if you're surrounding yourself with people who aren't in the, in the IPF, they're going to downplay because they, they, if they're not invited to the party, they're going to be like, man, fuck that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's going to be, it's just the way it is, which I, told, I even understand because yeah. that's, that's just the way everyone operates. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as a global, like uh, the world is like and people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. A common thing is people like that's going to be, it's going to be crazy because Taylor's going to go all out all over again. Mm -hmm. Like we haven't seen it in a hot minute. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. However, full disclosure, I'm biased. Full disclosure, so, I'm biased. So looking, uh, I haven't, I have to pull it up, but just looking at Russ's primetime session um, for this Mega Nationals, it got 23,539 views. And now I'm going to pull up uh, IPF Worlds. It was on Olympic Channel, though. I don't know if you get now. Yeah, you're not, you're going to get less views if it is up at this point. I don't it, know if it is. I don't even think the Olympic Channel shows it, does it? Um, well, you could pull up Eurosport eight million. No, they they uh, they um they upload it to IPF channel <laughs> on YouTube after the fact. But that that's the other oh, thing yeah, is yeah. Um, the IPF says these big views for Eurosport, but I don't know like how long we can't back it up. Yeah, no, yeah. but it is Eurosport on a Friday night. That was awesome. Like they got Eurosport on a Friday night. Um, which is like I don't know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like in terms of views, man. There'll always be like, is it? It's mainstream. If that means something to you, it's a massive audience, but it's mainstream. Or do would you I mean, care more about the niche audience? But they're all powerlifting fans who know who's who. So, like, it depends on what you're into, right? I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely curious to see like what the what the uh, resounding impact is going to be after it, and like how it's actually going to be packaged. I feel like it's going to be well produced. Like, it's going to be the probably the best thing that we've ever seen. I just wonder like. I just wonder how much people are going to actually care. I just wonder. Uh, I, I, it's, it's a powerlifting meet. It's, it won't change your life, but it, it'll be here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think that's why there's going to be good parts regardless. Like, 
I think there's a lot of excitement about it. Maybe some of the people I'm around, like Joey and Ryan at, at PA Nats were hyping it up. And at IPF Worlds, people were hyping up. People were like literally asking me from other countries, like, hey, how do we qualify? Are we in? What are my chances? Like, people are all asking about it. Um, but like, if we take like worst case scenario and say like it doesn't necessarily live up to hype, I think there's potentially be good takeaways, like you had mentioned, Russ, as far as like, up in powerlifting compared to other sports because yeah. SPD's plan is to do like, you know, pre-conference like interviews and then doing like, you know, post-conference interviews or whatever like that after the, the, everything's over and having Ryan interview people, ask questions, take questions from the crowd. They had all their videos leading up last time and posters made of people and they were going to do all this extra stuff that other meet directors can use these ideas going forward even if Sheffield doesn't turn out to be as great as it is. So I think there could be potential benefits there. But if all goes well, I mean, it seemed like some people were going to fly in or people from the UK were going to come just just to watch and people were going to come and get VIP seating and passes to hang out with the lifters backstage. And, and you know, Untested had these big prize monies for a number of years now. So now the Tested could come and say, hey, listen, we got 40,000 pounds, which may be like close to 50,000 US for first place here. If it was a million dollars, yeah, I'm just not here. There's like things that are gonna come good from this meet, so I just need to shut up because like, well, well, it's it's more like um some of the ideas you have like that you would appreciate is uh talking to them. They want to do like like the buildups. Um, they're looking at UFC promos how they would build up two people clashing and how you say someone person one person's story, the other person's story, and they bring in the clash right. Um, in, in like the promo videos and stuff. And they're taking ideas. They're trying to bring a professional way of doing it and hyping it like that. So how it looks year one to year two to year three can morph. But it's somebody's got to start kind of like you're, you were saying with the, sure. with the videos coming in, this could be like, look, how about videos coming in? How about uh, you got to start playing around with these things. Some And in the excitement, you'd be like, throw a bag on there. So, so it's like, if you walk away 50K in a day, like, fucking that's 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 real that's legit you're a professional athlete we'll, we'll see man everyone's excited to see like what kind of value it is and um you know what it brings out that someone got to go all out and i want I, everyone wants some head-to-head clashes the only thing that i could find views wise on youtube uh like in terms of like actual live stream from the ipf was just because deadlift and rest of the session still got more than that but like you know there are certain pages that like they take people's meats and they like they like take your meat and they like post it on their page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, those 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 do good for some reason. <laughs> but, they do really well for some it, reason. Yeah, it's because it's, it's a little really short clip. Good, yeah. like, I'm like, I'll post my video. It's it's like it's like a double sword. I like it because it's the exposure, but at the same time, it's like I prefer for it to be my video. Right, uh, for sure. Yeah. I'll I'll go and like watch like a video that someone posted to me. It's like the most laziest like strip cut thing. And it's like, it'll get like millions of views. I know, it's crazy. Why should, why should it only be getting like 100,000? I'm like, man, what the hell, man? Like, I noticed that. But like for like for like the live streams, like if you're like family or friends, you're gonna watch like the whole live stream and, and watch other lifters. But if you just want to know like, hey, what did Russ do at nationals? You either go into Instagram to see like the quick little videos or you go into one of those YouTube channels, boom, watch the five minutes, don't worry about any of the other lifters. Yeah. It's crazy the views they get. I had to be making a killing off my video. Like, like, like Powerlifting America did a good job with the the U.S. team. Is like as soon as an attempt was done, boom, they were putting the reel on Instagram, and so anyone who was following can just go and watch those and not have to watch the whole live stream. That was really good. I was doing that the whole competition. Like I would constantly look at like you, uh, I the uh, Powerlifting America's page to see what they're uploading and see like who's killing it and like who's doing the thing. So that was a good. Idea.
Yeah. I'm just looking at uh, Emil's deadlift, and it looked fucking perfect to me, and he got a red. <laughs> like, Worlds <laughs> is so hard, man. Like, Worlds <laughs> is so hard. Like, I don't, you got to just be, it's got to be fast. It's got to be perfect. It's like, you can't even, I don't know, dude. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah, I apologize to people at Sheffield. My fault. <laughs> dude, you can nah, say, I, you, you, you can always. I'm call some discords. My fault, my bad. Always be honest, dude. You can always be I honest. I can get invited next year. My fault. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> we'll but, um, honestly. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say, dude, you you weren't sound like you were going in. Uh, but uh, in terms of um, should have, no, he had it. No, I meant like going in on Sheffield is what I meant. Uh, uh, no, no, but um, you, you Russ never had an issue at Worlds. Like you, nah. well, cause didn't you even we what? didn't we didn't we didn't have any like all oh, that's bullshit. Like he should have like yeah, he, you know, he was that, and he got his squats passed every time. Am I mistaken? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is because Russ will get all his squats at Worlds, and then that one Nationals where he missed some squats, like everybody's like, "Oh, he can't hit that now." Wait, you know, he wait, wait, people need to stop. Okay, I was listening to a live stream of my meet last meet, and someone said that I have an issue hitting depth, and that annoyed me because I'm like, "Oh, one, I know who it is." That was one fucking meet. I I'm like, I don't is. have an issue hitting depth. That was one meet. Like that, that annoyed me so much. I was like, "Bro, it was one meet where I missed two squats." Like. All my other squats, like I've never missed on depth. And we did, and we did the right thing, I think. And, and like Chance, uh, I wonder if Chance took notes on that performance. And we said, I don't care that we missed on depth. I'm gonna go up anyway because if we ain't going up, we ain't winning this shit. <laughs> well, well, sometimes, sometimes, yes. If your goal is to win, you know, if you retake that weight, you hit depth on. If you miss the second time when you went up, you're fucked. But some people like I'd rather be fucked and out of the competition if I'm not gonna win than just you can't you can't leave the meet and be like man I wish I would have done X Y Z right no 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 no, no. like like Russell or he doesn't doesn't settle for silver you know what I mean like like you, honestly, not, not at this point not anymore missing an opening squat doesn't mean shit but missing your third squat because your third squat is like you could make it you could literally miss two squats and make your third and you're in the meet yeah I, like now do people have the testicular fortitude to miss two squats and make your third no they don't like it's fucking pressure brother oh my god um because you're just taking everything and confining it into one minute of you making that squat or not and if you don't make it you're out and at worlds you don't even get to let they they actually get the fuck out like they don't even let you do tokenless they just say get out get the (laughs) fuck out of this building Um, yeah, no shit. And, and that's why when people talk about Russ, it's like, man, he went to three different worlds, three different world championships, man. Like his squatting is obviously going to be on point. Cause when people talk about how stiff, um, the judging is for worlds, well, keep that in mind. And we did an Arnold and that shit was hard too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause that's international judges too, for a couple yeah. times. Yeah. It was, um, wh- what do you think about when you hear, like, when it's talk, talking about goal setting, I remember hearing <clears throat> some people saying, like, Sean was chasing you as opposed to titles. Do you think that was an issue where it became too much about yourself and it, it should have just focused on, don't focus on me, man, it'll get in your own head? Do you think that kind of goal setting or do you understand that kind of goal setting? Oh, I'm personally just, <laughs> for myself, I've never experienced that type of goal setting. So, like, I think it I think it worked for him though because he I mean he got strong. He got you know he got close. Like he not not that he got close, but he got better than he was before. So I think it worked out. 
Um, but I think where it really helped him where he just focused on himself, which I feel like was how he approached this prep from the outside looking in. They just look like he just kind of relaxed a little bit more and just like enjoyed the process and just like found something that worked for him uh, ment uh, mentality wise. And he made a lot of strides. So um, yeah, I, it's, it's hard for me to speak on that because I personally just never experienced something where I'm just like so honed in on one individual and like I'm so emotionally attached to what that individual does, if that makes sense. Like, cause I can see both. Sorry, I'll let you go in one sec, Joe. I can see both were like, I understand it when you're uber competitive. Mm. Um, like I, I get it. Like oh, I, people don't like people, athletes fucking get hyper-focused, man, and obsessive and go in. But on the flip side, um, some people like, you can't, you got to focus on yourself or whatever, but it's, that's easier said than done because as often those two goals were the same, almost like to be yeah. number one, you have to beat Russ, but then, you know, but I don't know. It's dangerous because you hit your, so, okay. So like with, with Brett Gibbs, like I understood, I'm like, this motherfucker's strong, like point blank period. If I can't focus on what I need to do, like there's no way, like if I can't, if I can't perfect what I'm doing, there's no way I'm going to be able to like, kind of like even approach his throne. So I literally have to focus within myself and grind and, and work on myself. Yes, I'm aware of what he's doing, but I can't look at him like bench 500 pounds and be like, well, I need to fucking send my four, my, my measly 407, right? To kind of right. catch to his 500. So it's like, I just need to make sure, okay, perfect your training. And then like, if meet day presents it and he makes mistakes and capitalize on that. Um, so that's how I approach that situation. Cause I was focused on Brett, but I wasn't focused on Brett too much to a point where it hindered my training. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You could argue. You could argue that uh, with John and with Russ, Gibbs was stronger both times. Um, you could argue. I don't know if I don't know if Gibbs was stronger the second time with against Russ, but like, question for you guys: um, Sean obviously had the best prep he's ever had by far, like not even close. And this result was the result. Uh, what does that do to the that? like whole conversation like what does that do to that whole uh chasing know. rust type deal or or uh... like like is it just dead now like you said in the beginning of the podcast or or like what do you what do you guys like take from that like it's not fully dead dead but i like if i'm honest like i wasn't as hyped this time around and then when rust won again it was kind of like yeah that's what i figured and even with the good like, training like if i'm honest man yeah and, and the thing is like i think sean is a fantastic lifter it's just there's a gap that hasn't been bridged and like the, the best indicator of the future is, is the past, right? Like, like patterns. What's that saying? I, I, I question words. No, no, I don't believe words. I even question actions, but I never doubt patterns. And I have never heard that before. <laughs> it, it's a good one, right? So don't tell me and you can show me, but if you do it repeatedly over and over, I fucking know, you know, that's um, all I need to say. And I this seems to be a pattern and it's difficult. We'd all be, you know, how many times if we were boxers, how many times would this one dude fight the same dude in a row? But like, it's not to say Sean can never bridge the gap. It just seems difficult to picture because it's never happened. I, I, I fucking think Sean's fantastic, but I have my answer. Like, I know what I think and I'm keeping to myself, but uh, Aaron, what do you think? Oh man, why did you say it? <laughs> <laughs> you just setting it up. 
<laughs> no, I think it's I think it's I think it's done, man. I think it's done. I think it's over with. Like, why are we doing this? I didn't want to influence Arian's answer though. I just got gotcha. you. Okay, fair. I, I mean, I think I think I'm on the, kind of the same page as you guys. Is like, uh, I'm not sure exactly why it's not transferring. If it's like a weight cut, if it's like he's tapering wrong, if it's just like the stress of the meat or whatever. But whatever the variables are, it's not working, and it's getting more and more difficult because now he's like not only is he farther away from Russ, but there's also other people passing him. So like this year he gets third place, Angel passed him. The previous year he was injured, so he had to do the token Delif. So now the storyline isn't even like Russ versus Sean. It's like Sean better watch out because now Angel passed him. What if Deuce passes him? What about another person passes him? Yeah, that's and a good so, point. Um, so I, I think it's, uh, I, I don't know, like the numbers in training, I, I don't believe anymore. For me, it's like I have to see it in the meet. I have to see it at Nationals. He has to put up that PR total. He has to get the win or placing or whatever it is to for me to be like, okay, it's back on. Until then, it's like it doesn't really matter what he does in training. Okay, so I'm not saying that like – I'm not saying that like he's just never going to be in the mix and he should just give up. I'm just saying that them two, like just it's only those two and the rest of the Packers over here, that is done. Right. Because Gr- Gruden is there, Angela was there. Um, who knows what Lucky does if Lucky gets strong? Like, like you, you know, there's other lifters coming up. Um, so I think that 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 it being like just two guys. And to be honest, I don't really know where that came from. I think people, you know, I worked with him for many years, so I I know like honestly, we with him, we did numbers in the gym and did it on meet day. Like there wasn't an issue. I don't know. I don't know what really changed, but. Now, what if Russ doesn't show up for a meet and Sean does what he does in the gym? Then we know it's like it's your it's mental, it's like brain, it's presence, it's it's, um, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that would be interesting to see like what how would things play out if he wasn't like like you know everything I've ever wanted is like right in front of me and I just have to beat this guy. If that's gone, like maybe he just performs. You know what I'm saying? And that would be that would be interesting. Um, uh, so what, what yeah, if, I don't what, know. What if yeah, he I mean, went? What if he went the world's route? Sean did. Russ isn't there. He battles Delaney and Ahoro. Like he, there's some motherfuckers over there too. New cast, it. but Russ isn't there. He's got a new adversity, traveling the world uh, and all that. World, that, that that them worlds judging on them benches, man. It's illegal. Everything you know how that. <laughs> it, it won't be easy. So if if he if he was across that. And, and, and there's a whole new set of difficulties with world's judging, travel, and a new set Dude. of characters. If he won there, I'm not saying it will, because who the fuck? Like, I'm just saying if he uh, did, then maybe he'd I think come Tim's back. going to figure it out. Maybe he'd be like, I'm a new man. I've, I've found myself. I've literally went off the travels. And, like, maybe that's where, like, I think some kind of a change. I'm not, whatever. I'm just throwing out ideas. But if you keep, if he keeps getting thrown into the same thing, I, and, and, you know, it's got to be demoralizing to an extent, right? You start, it's tough, man. I just think it comes to a point, like, there's, there's, there's like a, there's a pro and con to his style of lifting. And I, he knows it too. I mean, he's, he's said it multiple times, like he's very strong in a very specific movement pattern. And it's hard to replicate that on a meet day in a meet day scenario, because you're just not going to afford it. Um, those things that you want um like com- like competing is, is a little bit different than training like you have to make sure that you're kind of like listening to the judging and you're adjusting your lifting if like the judging is a little bit tougher that day you maybe have to squat like a little bit deeper 
like maybe that just takes a little bit too much out and he's not able to like put together those put together those top level gym performances so i mean i i don't know i mean i'm just trying to speak as respectfully as i can because i do respect what he's capable of inside of the gym it just hasn't really translated on the platform the way i'm sure he would want it to um and that's just from the outside looking in i think it's just the fact that he just lifts a very specific way and i don't know if that's like transmittable like on the platform it's yeah kind of i think i think he kind of realizes it too just looking at the attempt selection because it's not like he's opening up super heavy hoping to like beat the gym numbers he's yeah. picking lower numbers knowing that like he's there's not no gonna way hit. yeah 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 so uh, it, i i think they left 300 on the table yeah Six, uh, 650 more 295 more likely but i didn't see how he was gonna get to his bench that he was doing in training um from that opener i just didn't see like i didn't understand how they're gonna they were gonna get that far um uh yeah i don't know it's it's an interesting thing but i definitely think there's other guys in the mix i know that gruden has in him when he isn't like super stressed with like his work uh he has a good meet and i was looking at him after after like after bench i was like i'm looking at gruden now let's see what he's gonna do and i saw his total and i said okay pod pull this okay i need to do this the rest and then okay is that within our means yes it is all right cool um, and then we were good. So, and then, and then, I mean, it's just, it's just a, uh, you know, they say like, what is it? Like, uh, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and you get the same result, like you're insane or whatever, like, you know, uh, I don't know the saying how it goes. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's kind of like that. It's like, guys, are we going to do this? Honestly, this time around this, when they were trying to hype up, the Sean Russ thing on like two white lights or whatever. I don't know if I'm not supposed to say them here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was literally like, man, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> hey, hey, his baby's like, he's like, the fuck, why you say that? Shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, man, really, like wrong anyways, two of them motherfuckers said that I was gonna lose. So, yeah, what? and it was, yeah, both yeah, of them. They said I was gonna lose. They said this is gonna be his year. What? I mean, I mean, Steve coaches him, right? So he's obviously oh, okay, okay, this guy. okay, okay. <laughs> Joey, Joey, you're not even, you're not even that biased, though. But like for, like, for you, won't, you won't. No, just... I'll say, I'll say. Okay, no, I would say, I would let Russ know. Like, let's say we're going against fucking Gibbs 2.0, or fucking Hat came back, right? Somehow, I would be like, hey man, look, we gotta be perfect. We gotta hit everything we gotta hit, and like we're gonna do our best. And if we, you know, if we go nine for nine and they still beat us, like fuck it, right? I'm not going to just like, I'm not going to lie to Russ and be like, yeah, yeah man, you're going to pull that 900 easy, bro. Like, no, I would never do that. So, I mean, I'm. I was listening to their podcast. And I was like, these, these, hey, man. I felt Dude, like, I get, I I get. a little bit, but I was like, I was like, what the, like, how are you going to say that? Like after four in a row, it's just like, all right. Yeah. But I, I think for our preview, we basically said like, yo, if, if like Russ comes in injured or pulls out, maybe like there's a chance, but if Russ is coming healthy, we all had you winning. I think most people are saying that like, like, and I look at it's tough. This is not even like disrespect to like Sean, because it's like, he's an ex. It, look, he's legitimately an excellent lifter. Uh, 825 is still is that number. I don't know where it is on the all time list, but it's fucking up there. Right. And nobody else, nobody else put that up at raw Nats. Right. So he's still capable. It's just, 
you know. I mean, but how many fighters, how many fighters, um, you know, they always, like, get Justin Gaethje, amazing fighter. He just can't win. He just can't get it done. Like, when he gets to the chip, he gets to the final, like, the final step. That he just can't do it. Like, I mean, obviously, the guys he's going against are fucking motherfuckers as well. But it's like some people, they just get all the way to the top. And they're they're almost like, man, like, I'm happy I made it here. Like, I don't even care if I win subconsciously. You know what I mean? And then they just where the other guy is like, fucking my life depends on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Russ does a good job of not letting the McGregor effect happen. And the McGregor effect is when you make. No, no. The, uh, well, it's not. It's not well, like not people, I'm saying. It's like oh, it's like oh, he's a Conor McGregor. I'm like you're not like him at all. I don't know. I wouldn't say McGregor. Not, I'd say I say Khabib. If I wanted to compare you to someone, I wouldn't say McGregor. But what what happened with McGregor? By the way, I just want to clarify. I'm not like you're gonna hear my explanation. And you know, I didn't mean I didn't mean McGregor. You'll see McGregor like worked really really hard he came up in an era where there wasn't like good wrestlers like super super insanely good wrestlers and he was able to become a double champ but then once his kryptonite came into the mix um and he had made 400 million dollars he just was not the same i think money was the worst thing that could happen to him and russ i've seen him you know 2017 where like it was like it was him and and his cameraman that was it and me and like that was it. Like it was just us, right? And then now we got a whole fucking team. We got a gym. We got all this stuff, right? He doesn't let that that he doesn't. He could literally just be like, no, I'm just gonna do social media. I'll just do bodybuilding and like be complacent. He does not let that affect him. He doesn't just sit on his money and just chill. Like he's, I I at least the energy that I'm getting from him is like he always finds a way to make it so that he has his back is against the wall and he has to win or we have to train really really hard or we have to. Um, have that chip on the shoulder. You know what I mean? That's why I don't really necessarily mind too much when the other podcasts, like they're going to be biased or say whatever they say, because that's just going to make us like fucking lock in. Like it's not, if everybody was like, yep, Russ is going to win. It's going to be no competition. It's just going to smash. I turned on for the last couple of weeks of my training. I turned on. So we have these TVs in my gym and I turned on Sean's meets. And I turned on his vlogs and then I turned on Angelo's meets. And I'd have it playing during my training sessions. Interesting. Just playing. And I'd, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just had it playing. Just because, so like in between sets, I'm just looking at the, the wall. I'm just like, yeah, I have to I have to beat those guys or I have to compete against those guys. And then obviously when that podcast came out, I listened to it. And I remember I was doing cardio and I was like, I go, <laughs> I just shook my head because I was like, I was like, this motherfucker just sealed his, 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 uh, Cause when we finished competing, I whispered something to him. I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the choice he made. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, last year, last year, I would say this was like, it was like Candido posted something from that moment. The minute after that, Russ, Russ just literally, it was like, it was like, I was going to make an anime reference, but I know what it here fucking watches the anime besides me. And Russ. <laughs> he, just, he literally just said, he just said, Hey, you I'm gonna go at this me like like if I don't I die. You know what I'm saying? And they always say um it's like a, a jackal uh, the a, a jackal is more dangerous than a fox when his back is against the wall or some shit like that. But it's like when you when you feel like like you have no other option, uh you're gonna do it. Like you're gonna find a path to get there. And and um I mean when I saw that squat last year, I was just like 
like god damn like this this is off the charts like i didn't anticipate it being this much power like he he just fucked it up he blew that shit the fuck up and i was like i was like holy motherfuck so um man it's it's uh russ is one of the people the very few 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 select people that can his mind can shape his world like his mind what he what he thinks and what he believes um you know the 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 effort his it, like he can shape reality based on on things that are going on in his head like things people are saying and and he's like done it time and time again this prep he overcame all odds we somehow made it to the meet he had a record squat like it was crazy man it was crazy it was it was um you know i had to double check because the weight class changed so all the records were different so I was like, wait a fucking minute. We could take a record. Wait a I was like, wait, did we do more than that? I was like, it was crazy. But um, yeah, man, it was it was good shit. So what do you anticipate the future lies, Russ? Do you have like plans for it or what's what's the next year, couple of years? What's going on? I'm just going with the flow. I, I know I'm gonna do bodybuilding this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle that. Um, I have some other interesting things I want to do in regards, I mean, still powerlifting, but I want to, I'm gonna have like, I'm hosting my own pilot to meet um, later on this year. That's with right. The Classic. Um, and then I want to compete at that, maybe like a 75. Holy fuck. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I've said all these things before. It's just, I guess people forget, but. Well, um, you, I know, yeah, you my have. My face was for dramatic effect. The yeah. thing, <laughs> the thing is, uh, I, I, well, that was a clip. But, but <laughs> I want to see like I mean it's a lot to ask of the body but I want to see what I would do at 75 and I want to see what I would do at 90 um, obviously not we don't have like all the time in the world to train for something like that but I just want to see what our numbers would be if I didn't cut and then obviously if I did cut like dramatically um, and then obviously bodybuilding and then next year really reevaluate the choice between the USAP and the IPF because um, I, I think I'm gonna have to revisit that but then other than that, that's pretty much it. I mean, just like push forward with business and all that. So, so in terms of those goals, like, cause some of them impact each other, like bodybuilding depletes the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, so it would like, and you could bounce back, like you're a genetic yeah. freak, but uh, I guess you would have to like, just space it out, figure out. Cause we've had these discussions before where you've thought about it, but it's like finding that time where you could deplete the shit out of yourself, but then have enough time to come back strong He's He's just going right into it. (laughs) I'm just like, for me, I accept it. Like, I I, I know it's going to take a decent amount of time out from like where I could have been getting stronger, but I'll take that. That'll make things more interesting when I come back. Sorry, cool. Like, it might be closer for other people, but once again, like, that's just adds into the pressure and I'm cool with that. That's fine. Yeah, do it soon then. Like, yeah. good dog, I don't <laughs> want you to be like 85% going in there. Like, oh my God. No, no, no. I mean, even if I was, it's all good. I mean, I'll, I'll battle. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting, Just, man. It, yeah, you know, not stressful at all. <laughs> oh, Joey will be like, oh my God. No, I mean, I mean, honestly, at this point, I just, uh, I feel nothing in the moment. I'm just like, I have to do the right thing and he's going to lift it. And then I need to move on to the, like, it's, I, I, I actually, I told myself I will never, I mean, I hope I don't ever have to deal with a week where it's like worlds and nationals at the same fucking time with prime time in the morning and prime time at night. Um, but, but I can handle anything now. Like what's going to be harder than that? <laughs> like right. literally what's going to be harder than that? Um, 
So, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh it's going to be good. So what I'm, I'm down for the challenge, whatever Russ wants to do, you know, I support him with that. And, and I'm, you know, I, uh, I told myself, I don't know if we're forgetting to the end of the podcast, it's been two and a half hours, but I told myself, uh, I told Tina this, I said, if Russ, uh, after this meet, or like if we win, when we win five times, you know, two time world champion, one silver, you know, he told me many, many moons ago, I might, it might've been not that far, not that long ago. A couple, I know it was a while ago. I said like, what do you want to like, like, what, what do you want to get out of powerlifting? And he just said like, I want to leave the sport better than when I came in. So like, like I came in, I bolstered it up and then I left and I made it a better thing. And I said to myself, he has absolutely fucking done that. Um, you know, power, he, he gave people a reason to watch powerlifting. He made it interesting. Um, he changed a lot of lives. He inspired a lot of people. Uh, and he, and he did the damn thing and, and he could easily call it right now. And, and, you know, obviously none of us wanted him to leave and I don't think he wants to leave, but I'm just saying like he, um, you know, he's, he's, he's like me where like, I want like legacy and like longevity. And like, I want to look back when I fucking can't do it anymore. Like when my knees don't even work and I can't stand, I'm in a wheelchair. I actually didn't, nobody knows this. I saw my grandma on her deathbed. Uh, it was at, it was, it was on Wednesday. Oh no, it was Thursday. Uh, right after I handled Martha, I immediately got my brother and we drove to go see her and she's just in the bed and her body doesn't work. Cause she's basically a talking head. And, um, it just gave me a lot of perspective and I was just like, like when I, when I'm inevitably in this position, um, I want to look back on my life and be like, so fucking happy that I touched lives. I help people. I, we made waves, you know, I, I feel like I was put here to take people like Russ, take people. I even tell Lex this, cause he's got a big following. I take people that like, they have something special about them. And I'd be like, I can, I can help amplify their voice. I can help amplify what they're doing by just making them the strongest they could be, the best they could be, giving them confidence, seeing the mental changes um, in my girls. Like when they come into the sport, they're like not really relevant, not really lifting anything. And then how they get confident with their lifting. And there's just whole life changes around them. Uh, even girls and guys, right? But I say girls because, you know, powerlifting is like, I think the whole like strong girl deadlifting a lot of weight is very disruptive to society. And so super compelling. And I think it, it gets a lot of eyes on the sport. Um, if you had to ask me the top like three most compelling people in powerlifting right now, I definitely think Russ. I definitely think Jessica, right? Because 100%. she's very disruptive. She's very disruptive to the norm, right? She has the fucking abs. She deadlifts a lot. You know, she looks like a normal girl with regular clothes on. Like, like you wouldn't expect that. And girls look up to that and it makes them want to get into lifting. Um, Who's your but, third? Uh, most think, influential. Russ, who do you think? Most like, like I think impactful. those two. I think Russ and Jess for fucking sure. Yeah, who's next? Leah's coming close. Leah Bav was. If she would have won, I would have said Ray. I would I would have said Ray. Um, but Ray's not like now. Jesus is still young though. He's still gonna build his legacy. He's gonna he's gonna have a hundred thousand followers one day. He's gonna squat thousand plus. He's gonna. Do are all are we talking things. impact like that? Yeah. When they post, yeah. people go bonkers. Obviously, yeah. Russ. Obviously, like compelling lifter, like a lifter that you see besides Russ and Jess that like you see them. Um, I mean, Amanda in a way too. Like girls see Amanda and they're like, holy fuck, that girl just squatted a lot. Um, you know. But I'm just trying to think of like Leah Babwa. She can, when she posts. She gets a shitload of traction too. And she's like, yeah, everybody in the IPF has a crush on yeah. her. Like, she's like, whatever. If she would have won worlds, 
things would be a little different. Uh, like so, but even when she posted her little explanation about like, here's what happened. The amount of fucking likes she got was crazy. You know that she got a thousand comments. I'd yeah, say a thousand comments. I'd say it's her. Yeah, I'd say it's her. I'd say it's her, man. I yeah. think um, Leah and Jess. Yeah. Look at if we're forming the Avengers, man. Yeah. Russ is, Russ is <laughs> like, he's got those two girls with him and they go out there and battle. <laughs> hey, uh, Captain Marvel and fucking Scarlet Witch. There it is, man. Well, we know who would win that. Scarlet Witch just destroyed her in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Keep an eye on Little Sam. We're coming. We're coming. <laughs> keep an eye on Little Sam. We're, we're, we're going. We're going. The curly hair is taking over. What do you think, Ariad? Are we right with that? Do you have a different top three? Taylor, uh, of course, is in there. No, it's, it's probably it's probably those as far as like including the social media impact and stuff like that. It, it may be a little bit of a gap there, but I think coming up also is like like guys mentioned, Jesus, um, Gavin seems to be doing well, and even like uh, Pana when it comes to like his YouTube channel and like Instagram comments, he gets hundreds and hundreds of comments. It's crazy. Pana was showing. I didn't me even know he had a YouTube. Pana was showing me his numbers on YouTube, and I was like, "But this is mostly in French and the fucking." Uh, like the the money he's making and shit. I'm like, how is this happening? But he, really? if you speak know, French, I didn't, I didn't even know he had a YouTube channel, it, it, dude. If you I guess if you speak French, he's got you. He's got a core because he's working with some dude. He Penn was saying he's working with this one social media influencer from France. He's got like four million followers, and I'm like, uh, who is this guy? But like, there's markets we don't know about, and they will have it cornered, my friend. Like it is theirs. You know what I mean? What's his first name? Uh, the the influencer or like Panagiotis, but it's under. Um... I'll check it out. I'll check it. Out. Yeah, yeah. Out I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. But then there's then there's like Gavin Aiden with like four hundred thousand people on TikTok, and when he like, I don't I don't think I wonder if TikTok TikTok following seems like not as uh it seems different than like IG following. It's it's real though. I ain't gonna lie to you. There's it's real. Like if it, you it's talk, bigger numbers. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm trying to I'm trying to grow my TikTok to like to either overtake my instagram or like yeah you ryan you should hey man you need to get on tiktok i'm I'm on it but i'm not on it like i should be on it i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna tell you right now it's the next wave and and instagram is gonna die and that's where people are gonna be on because like there's that's where the younger generation is at so like literally like now people people meet me oh bro i saw you on tiktok i'm like tiktok (laughs) like i've only had tiktok for like i'm I'm gonna start posting. I'm I'm gonna. You need to get on TikTok. I'm, I'm just gonna post you guys on TikTok, and I'm sure it'll pop up. I was I'm literally just, just gonna. I was just talking to my team right now. I'm like, we are like, I want to get to a point where like I I get off of Instagram and it's just TikTok because right now TikTok. Whoa. Yeah, like I have friends that have grown their businesses like 10x off of TikTok. Fuck. Yeah, it's it's real. So yeah, TikTok is important. <laughs> it is, man. Um, I was talking to Weez about it, and he was saying. He thinks so. He doesn't think he doesn't think Instagram will die. Like Facebook is different, right? Because like for instance, YouTube is is uh like old as shit and still around. But he does think TikTok's gonna blow, and he thinks um oh, it's certain blown. things certain things will age <laughs> certain things will age out. Like Facebook is not built like to follow people, and uh, because it's built for a network friends. of friends, so it was going to age out. But um, we have some ideas on it, and it made sense. He's a young guy, man. I gotta take Chloe to the bathroom, but I'm here. Unless, if you guys cut out, just let me know. He's actually like on my media team, so like he's he's marketing with us and all that. So yeah, he 
he has a lot of good ideas when it comes to TikTok. So yeah, man, he knows. He's like, um, anyways, but you're right. Like it's it's crazy. Um, and I gotta get on fucking TikTok because people blow up on that shit. But if we're talking about influencers, um, and you incorporate TikTok, TikTok, fucking Gavin's getting close to half a milli and what it's consistent, and you can get like I posted on TikTok with King of List. And um, Jessica Bittner got like one of her videos got like a oh, 200 million, not 200 million, but 2 million. It was uh, some of these videos got like 5 million. And I'm yeah. like, holy yeah, man. shit, man. Because you have to realize it's, it's the younger generation and they're like, there's kids that don't even know what powerlifting is. They don't like, it's, it's almost like you set the reset button on fitness and then you reintroduce powerlifting all over again. And you're having yeah. questions about like, like the whole natty and knotted like debates coming up ferociously. Like, oh my god! People asking like, why do you do singles? Like, you know, why do you do like what type of rep? You know, it's it's a whole different world. It is really reset. We're going. It's like yeah. back to the future, man. And yeah. we just went back in the past, and we're like re re explaining. The thing is, you have to have like endurance to do that. To be like, do I really want to answer all these fucking questions all over again? It's, it's it. do you want to build a good platform? That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's true. I literally make videos like the most con- like how to put knee sleeves on. Hey, yeah. this is a deadlift jack. I literally had a video of like people because like surprisingly enough, people don't know what a deadlift jack is. They literally yeah. don't. And there's like just simple videos like how to put on or like the purpose of using your wrist wraps or like you know why do I use chalk? Like oh use chalk instead of baby powder on your hand. Like stupid shit like that. It's all new to these kids. So, you have to use hashtags and stuff, or do you just put it on there? Yeah, hashtags are hashtags heavily drive it because um, that's how you get like seen by people. Because it's weird, you don't really watch people that you follow, you watch videos that you like, like types of videos that you like. So, the way that the algorithm is, it's like, okay, like obviously, this person likes to watch a bunch of fitness videos, we're going to plaster all the fitness hashtags and have it on their feed rolling. Because, like, when I go on my TikTok, I don't even see the people I follow, I just see the type of shit that I want to see, like comedy, weightlifting shit um and like other stupid stuff so yeah man it's i gotta i gotta i uh leading into worlds and at worlds like i just was doing instagram but i've been back in tiktok i've been on and off man kind of like you because i follow you on tiktok and like you were kind of on and off and i i I feel you where you're like okay i'm coming back in but then it's like ah, I don't know. I'm out right now. Now I'm 100. Now I me too, dude. Out. Let's do this. We're doing this yeah. together. We're both. Dude, together. Man, I'll hold you accountable. I'm telling you right now. Okay. It's so simple for you. <laughs> I'm Same. gonna. I'm gonna just put. I'm literally gonna. We'll, we'll do some low effort videos and see what happens. Yeah. We're all holding each other accountable right now. <laughs> no, I'm my squat. There. I posted a squat on there when I like didn't even. I don't even have followers, and it got like like my normal IG views like 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 30,000 20,000 views and I don't even have followers on TikTok and I'm just like what the fuck is this app man like yeah. I posted a video about like fuck what did I post the other day oh I posted the other day of me just like looking at my phone like this saying like how I look better than most of the dudes blasting gear and it got like over 200,000 views of like, course you're gonna make shit. everybody mad <laughs> <laughs> little stuff like that like it took me two seconds to make that video so, yeah man all right. The takeaway from this uh, this this podcast was uh, get the fuck on TikTok, boys. That's it. That's a good. We're doing, way the, we're doing the KOTL 30 day challenge oh, for TikTok. Fuck. Also, before we end this, any pilot yeah. reels? Stop posting like actual videos, bro. Like, I hope I, I last time I saw this, a lot of people converted, but yeah, stop posting actual videos. Post everything as reels. It's true. 
Yeah. If someone posts a reel and I repost, or someone posts a post and I repost for them, I repost in a reel. Yeah. For King of List. Yeah. It gets so much more tracking. It's so, insane. Because that's what I, IG is trying to mimic TikTok. So like, if you if you go and scroll, like it's just gonna be a bunch of reels. Press. If you're a lifter and you're trying to grow your social media, post reels. Like don't. Do you think? And if you have like, multiple lifts that you did for the day, string it together in a reel. Don't. Yes. Post and make like multiple posts. That's just. You know, a lot of people ask questions about social media. So if you want to, you want to pick up on that and help grow your social media, do not post like actual posts. Yeah. Do you think that if King of the Lifts did exactly what they were doing, but they just did it on TikTok, it would like blow up? Hell yeah. What? The same thing. Uh, Just take the impressive lifts, post it. Look, all you got to do is whatever you post on, on King of Lifts, just go over to TikTok and post it. That's what I, that's what I do. I got to do it. I was doing it and, um, and some of the shit was blowing. I just fucking, uh, it's the commitment of doing it all the time, straight through yeah. as much. If you, if you even get, I'm like giving me, I'm like doing like a whole course right now, but if you even want to get freaky with it, you can literally commentate the lift. Oh, like, allow you oh have my God, I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. You got I'm going to do my coach's corners on there. Yeah, like you got like Jessica Buehner, you're like, oh shit, like this is Jessica, like one of the like shred, most shredded powerlifters in the world, she's strong as shit. Here's her blowing up like 500 plus pounds. Like guys, you're not going to see shit like this like very often. Yeah, like, dude, that's, that's all you need to say. Do it, Ryan. Do it. Show All me. right, Russ, look at it. It's over. The, that's a wrap, son. The game, it's over. <laughs> King of this is about to blow TikTok up. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. Listen, fellas, um, thank you for coming on. Fucking. Uh, I woke up this morning. Check my DM. It's like, Ryan's like, you want to get on this shit? I was like, All right, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it again. Um, we'll. Oh, fuck, man. Hopefully, we see each other in real life at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, we will. We'll see each other at something. It's I'm going funny. to Hogwarts, dude. I don't care. Like, I, I'm going to Hogwarts. Like, whatever whatever happens, I'm going to Sheffield. Like, we're, we're going to Hogwarts. Is, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Okay. That's in a little, <laughs> that's in a hot minute. But either hey. way, I'm going to Sheffield, too, and be like, Pull up. It's, dude, I'm coming, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you the party. If you boxing matches when it's like, oh, so-and-so's in the crowd, it's like, that's I'm right. You, you crashed the press conference. You're like, guess who's back? And it was like, oh, oh shit. C- coming as soon as for a code. That's right, dude. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's the place for that. Yeah. And I act surprised, but I knew. But uh, yeah, man, listen, keep in contact, fellas. We got to do this again, obviously. And uh, fuck, stay healthy. Keep me in the loop. I'll bump whatever you guys are doing. And until next time, peace. All righty, boys. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I've been holding this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I jumped on this call. I ate the craziest burger with fries. Like, it was a crazy meal. Man, I gotta go. <laughs>